Okay, here we go. Yes, it is BK. How is everybody doing? Welcome to the podcast. It is 12.02 p.m. on a Saturday here coming at you from San Diego, California. And yeah, they are trying to build a prison, aren't they? Uh, Before I get to the news, yes, in case you hadn't heard, uh, Twitter did throw me in Twitter prison. I know, it's unbelievable. Let Let me just sum up what happened. Before I do that, uh, go ahead and follow me on Twitter, at BKActual, if you would. Uh, for those of you who are following me on Twitter, yes, I can see your direct messages. And yes, I can still see uh, Cruz through Twitter, uh, which is awesome because I get to see my good friend, uh, Frumentarius, former Navy SEAL, former CIA officer, at SoftFru, having a lot of fun with my Twitter suspension. And uh, I've been enjoying it as much as probably all the rest of you had. Uh, now, I should also mention, I, I was going to do this anyway, and it's probably long overdue, so I made a Twitter just for the podcast where I will be posting this uh, as soon as I finish, and um, that way you can, if anything happens on my regular account, you can follow me there, and that will be at BK Actual Podcast, and you'll see the news roundup with BK there. So what exactly happened with my uh, Twitter account before I get in the news? Okay, so here's what happened, guys. So this is the third time I've been suspended from Twitter. And the first two were both 12-hour suspensions, and this is the third one, which is for seven days. It's totally ridiculous and bullshit. Compared to what I see people say on there every friggin' day, it's insane. The first time I was suspended from Twitter was when the actor... Remember Matthew Modine? and he, He played Private Joker in Full Metal Jacket. I don't even remember what exactly he said, but it was something stupid. So I said, choke yourself, you know, like the famous line from Full Metal Jacket. And a bunch of other people were putting Full Metal Jacket quotes and memes in his comment on whatever stupid bullshit he said. I think it was something political. So then like, and it wasn't even right away because like three months after I posted that, I got suspended from Twitter. So I don't know if they instituted some new algorithm and they said it was encouraging self-harm, you know, choke yourself. And I was like, and I, and I fought, I, was, I wrote to Twitter. I'm like, dude, it's a joke. It's from the movie Full Metal Jacket. Never heard from Twitter again uh, about that. Okay. So I did my 12 hours, whatever. Then as I talked about, I think like a week ago, I commented on somebody's Twitter feed and it was about the Bob Woodward book that is selling like hotcakes, you know, the new book Fear. And I just thought it was funny. And I, and I commented like, and uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but I commented, uh, you'll never go broke uh, selling crap to the tards and the resistance. That was it. And that was enough to get me another 12-hour suspension. Again, I've seen shit far worse. This third time, though, is probably the granddaddy of them all. This got me a seven-day suspension. Listen to this shit. So what happened? Okay, Chris Hayes from MSNBC, who I like to comment on. And I, I don't like, abu- I don't call people like, you know, I don't like go after them personally or anything. But Chris Hayes has a podcast and he's a big time TV host. He's got a primetime show on MSNBC, so he's not a nobody. And he sits down with this radical left wing open borders kook named Sean McElwee. And you can Google him if you want. It's M C E L W E E. And understand, he is far, if you think I'm to the right on immigration, this guy is farther than I am except to the left. He really doesn't believe in any borders at all. He's said so. No borders. That's his thing. Even a lot of like liberals will be like, okay, acknowledge that we do need a border. Anyway, so Chris Hayes is sitting down with this guy. 
So I asked Chris Hayes, quote, Chris, are you and your new best friend, open borders lunatic Sean McElwee, ever going to talk about the very long list of Americans murdered by illegal immigrants? Here, here is the latest one to get you started, end quote. And I provided a link to the latest murder of an American by an illegal immigrant. And contrary to some of you that I saw on Fru's feed, I was not making an art. I'm asking them a question because I saw some guy, my man, who posted in Fru's because uh, uh, Frumentarius put up this tweet for me. I said he, I said it was fine. And one guy's arguing like, well, that's a false statement because immigrants commit less crime than native. I'm like, I didn't say anything about that. That's, I'm not making that argument. It's something completely different. But yeah, that was enough. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Where It said I um, violated rules against hateful conduct, and it said you may not promote violence against, threaten, or harass other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, blah, 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 blah. I, I, I wasn't calling anyone anything. I was stating facts. But that is enough. Isn't that freaking crazy and creepy? And I did contact Twitter because they give you an option if you want to dispute this. And I filled out the dispute form and I said, I'm not inciting anything. I'm asking a major news figure a question if they're going to talk about a certain aspect of a topic, which they completely ignore. And I haven't heard back from Twitter. Still serving out the seven days. <laughs> you believe this shit? This is, I'm telling you, man, there's only going to be certain acceptable ideas allowed. This is just the tip of the iceberg, you guys. They're just going, they're not going to allow freedom of debate on social media. That's it. I don't know. It's tough. So I'm going to continue serving out my suspension, rattling that cup against my cage. Uh, again, big shout out to Fru. And uh, yeah, it is fucking funny, the stuff he's been putting up about how all you guys should uh, send me <laughs> poetry and feminist writings. It's good stuff. Uh, so yeah, anyway, so go ahead, actually, like I said, at BK Actual Podcast and add that to your list. So that's enough about me. Let's get into some news. And touched on this last week, and it was before the accuser made herself identified. So let's do a roundup of the latest in this uh, Brett Kavanaugh clusterfuck for the Supreme Court. Now, they had instituted a deadline they being the Senate, the Senate Judiciary Committee, who is, by the way, Senator Charles Grassley, Republican of Idaho, Iowa, he had given a deadline that the accuser, uh, this is Christine Blasey Ford, who is accusing Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault, that they can have until 2.30 p.m. Saturday to negotiate the terms of their client's testimony before the panel next week. Well, if you're considering it 2.30 p.m., Eastern time, which I was, they literally answered at the very last minute, like 2.29 p.m. And I'm reading, as some journalists have reported on Twitter just before we started recording, and here's the letter from the lawyer, Deborah Katz, representing Ford. And the email reads as follows, quote, Dr. Ford accepts the committee's request to provide her firsthand knowledge of Brett Kavanaugh's sexual misconduct next week. Although many aspects of the proposal you provided via email on September 21st, 2018 at 2.33 p.m. are fundamentally inconsistent with the committee's promise of a fair 
impartial investigation into her allegations, and we are disappointed with the leaks and the bullying that have tainted the process. We are hopeful that we can reach agreement on details. Can we set up a time for later this afternoon to continue our negotiation? Sincerely, Deborah Katz and Lisa Banks, the two attorneys. Now, this doesn't mean, if you probably saw the headline, it says, oh, they've accepted to have her testify. That's not what the email says, clearly. It says, we'll we'll, we agree to move forward on it. All right, so let's, you guys, I have a lot to say about this. I, I'm just going to quickly get us caught up, okay? Now, Trump uh, finally spoke in on, it on Twitter, and uh, he said, yeah, if this attack was as bad as you say, she or her parents would have reported it to the authorities when it happened more than 30 years ago. I believe it was 36 years ago. Now, Dr. Blassie is 51, and she's a research psychologist in Northern California. She accused Brett Kavanaugh, I know it's review, but let's get the details, of pinning her to a bed, grinding his body against her, and muffling her screams at a party when they were teenagers in the early 1980s. She has said that she is willing to testify publicly. And originally... The date that Grassley set a hearing was this Monday, two days from now, and she said she didn't want to do it that day. And then it was weird. I saw something on the air about how she, she was scared of planes, so she couldn't fly there. But they offered to send people to her, too. Um, throughout the day, they've been trying to work out details like how many photographers and television cameras would be in the room. Uh, she only wants one of each, apparently. Who would ask the questions? and what day the session would take place. So, Grassley's saying, look, if we can't come to a, uh, an agreement, then we are going to vote and have this vote on Kavanaugh's confirmation on Monday morning. So, let's see. Uh, you know, they've been saying, let her speak, let her speak. And they're like, okay, you want to come here? You want us to go there? And then it's like, and then it's nonstop stonewalling. And it doesn't help that her lawyer is a big resistance uh, movement chick, too. Uh, what else is in here? Now, these allegations, as you guys recall, again, a little review, which for weeks had been kept secret by the top Democrat on the Judiciary Committee, have knocked the White House on their heels. This is true. And again, Diane Feinstein, let's not forget, had this for weeks. You guys starting to get the picture here? Let's let's put okay, and I should state right off the bat, Kavanaugh is denying that he was ever at this party. And furthermore, Ford can't recall the date, which house it was, like where it was. And I'm not even sure she came up with the right year, but she did say she was 15, so that would seem to be a simple math comp com, uh, computation, but who knows if that's even true. And again, it's 36 years ago, you guys. People's memories change. I don't know if something happened to her. I'm just saying, and, and I know, again, reading some of the comments on Frumentarius's timeline, some of you more left-wing people, saying, BK, look, you don't know what it's like you got to come forward on one of these things. You know, nobody wants to come forward and say they were assaulted and all that. I get it, okay? I'm just saying, though, you risk people not taking you as seriously when you've taken the actions this woman did, it, assuming all this is true. And again, Kavanaugh's denied ever being at the party. Um, you just do. 
and I've got another case later on in the podcast where I'm gonna where that's very specific. And, and, and like in the Cosby thing, remember the Cosby thing? Everything was very specific. Multiple women were coming forward. The dates were remembered. They knew exactly where they were, what time of day, what they were drinking. They knew exactly what he did to them. A pattern of behavior. And yes, a lot of them then went to law enforcement. It's a topic for another day, whether law enforcement in the 80s took any of this seriously. I doubt they did, I'm sure, especially for a famous guy. Another topic for another day. I acknowledge it exists. But you just can't come forward 36 years later and just say this and then kind of tap dance around it and then not want to talk about this stuff. And that's it. I, I don't know what to tell you guys. I know, ladies, I get that you can't come forward right away. But if you want people to take you seriously, you can't wait decades, literally, having never contacted law enforcement. That's the trade-off. I don't know what to tell you. There's no evidence. So, okay, say, and here's the other thing. So she wants the FBI to do an investigation, which the FBI has no jurisdiction on this. True, they conduct background checks. Let me tell you about what a background check is. The FBI, just because they do background checks doesn't mean they launch investigations, especially in a place, in a, on a matter that they have no jurisdiction in. Uh, now, she could if she wanted to, and many people are telling her to, uh, file charges in Maryland. The, there is no statute of limitations for rape or attempted rape. Understand that. And this alleged incident took place somewhere in suburban Montgomery County. And uh, a spokesman for the state's attorney general, a Democrat, said that they are not looking into the case yet, but said these types of cases are handled by the local state's attorney. And they said, look, we'll take a look at it if you want. We'll investigate it. Officer Rick Goodale, a spokesman for the Montgomery County Police Department, told the Intercept newspaper that since nobody has come forward to report any allegation or incident, they can't start an investigation. We can't have an investigation without a victim, he added. And furthermore, this is he the same spokesman, Goodale, he said that the national reports and discussions around Ford's case are not sufficient grounds for his department to launch an investigation. So, yeah, we don't care about Scott. We need evidence. How are you going to have any evidence of this? She also, like, I, apparently Ford, I'm just skimming through some of the story. You know, she changed, like, how many dudes were in the room. I mean, all this is just not helping. I'm just saying. And everybody's just losing their minds about it. And I, I want to address another point, and I get this as well. People are saying, look, this is not um, a trial. This isn't a man on trial for rape. So we don't need all kinds of that evidence. This is whether we sit a guy on the U.S. Supreme Court or not. And just a taint of this should be enough to have it blocked. Okay, well, fair enough. Well, the guy says he wasn't there. So now what? So now you guys are going to, now she's going to go get questioned and they're going to say, when this happened? I don't know. Where did it happen? I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. What exactly happened? Oh, this happened. And then he's going to say, no, I was never there. And then what? <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be right back here where we started, you guys. 
Everybody wants like a nice, neat answer. Sometimes there are no answers. And I don't think like as a human, the human brain is equipped to like process that impossible to, un, to know something. You know, the impossibility of it. We take it for granted now because now everybody's being recorded like 24-7 as they walk around. Well, this happened like almost freaking 40 years ago. They have everything recorded. Sometimes shit doesn't get tied up into a nice, neat bow and set under the tree and all packaged all neatly. It doesn't Life doesn't work like that. I don't know. And I don't know. I was thinking too, like, you know, and not that this, like I said, he denies being there, but I'm just speculating. I was thinking to myself earlier, it's such a like, wouldn't it be such like a fine line between like, uh, all right, I know this is going to sound, I'm, I'm just, forget Kavanaugh, but this is just in general. It's going to be a real fine line between like hot sex and then you going too far and a chick accusing you of like, hey, I didn't really like that and changing your mind about it th- three decades later. That's going to be a fine line for dudes, you know? Like on one hand, it's like hot. Okay, this is hot. This is hot. And then boom, you're into sexual assault territory. So, yeah, you got to be careful. You know, smack a chick's ass too hard? I don't know. 20 years later, she's like, I smacked my ass too hard. I didn't consent to that. That's sexual assault. Man. Remember during the Weinstein thing? And I said, dude, you guys, men are just going to seal themselves off from women. And they are. I, I, stand, I stand by that prediction. Uh, now, in, this is kind of reverberated around in some, some really shitty stuff on both sides. Uh, for example, Feinstein's office has received threats of bodily and sexual harm against staff following her involvement. That's horrible. Don't ever... What are you doing? You think you're fucking making a point by calling up Feinstein's office and threatening, especially a female? What do you say? You're going to rape them? It's terrible. You talk like I'm talking now. You make like a case of using logic and reason. And if we are using logic and reason, yeah. If this was so important... Okay, wouldn't Feinstein, why didn't she contact the authorities immediately? Again, she sat on the letter for a long time because now it's all about waiting out. They think they're going to win the Senate in November, which they might. And that way they can block any of Trump's nominees. So this was part of the plan. And anybody who says it wasn't is fucking stupid and naive. Of course it was. Why else would she sit on this information? Because now... You know, oh, no, we need to have investigations. And then, oh, damn, it's November, you guys. It's Election Day. That is as clear as day to me. That's the strategy. It's cold. Hey, politics is a bitch, man. Honestly, if I was like some rabid partisan Democrat, I don't really, I would probably do the same thing. And then, like I said, people are kind of covering themselves in goo now. Uh, Democratic uh, Representative Eric Swalwell was forced to apologize because he was mocking Republican Senator Susan Collins after she said her office received threats because she has not come out in opposition to Kavanaugh. And uh, Swalwell responded by saying, quote, Boo hoo hoo. You're a senator who police will protect. A sexual assault victim can't sleep in her home tonight because of threats. Where are you sleeping? She's on her own while you and your at-Senate GOP colleagues try to rush through a hearing. Yes, he did delete the tweet and apologize. And that's stupid anyway. Okay, well, maybe she has security. What about all her staff and her female staff? Oh, well, and, you know, they've kind of looked into this chick's background. You know, she scrubbed all her social media before they announced her name. So maybe was that part of the calculation, too? Uh, She's the Democratic donor, blah, blah, blah. 
does neither here nor there. Oh, Trump weighed in, and he he talked about the the, the same thing I said about fine science. Here, how this one goes. Here's Trump. I don't know. It depends on the process. I, I'd like to see a complete process. I'd like everybody to uh, be very happy. Most importantly, I want the American people to be happy because they're getting somebody that is great. I want him to go in at the absolute highest level. And I think to do that, you have to go through this. If it takes a little delay, it'll take a little delay. Uh, it shouldn't certainly be very much. But again, this is something that should have been brought up long before this. They yes. had the information in July, as I understand it. That's a long time ago, and nobody mentioned it until the other day. Uh, it's very, you know, it's very unfortunate that... Yeah, and that's the thing, you guys. I mean, remember, he was under oath. He was under oath, Kavanaugh, at his confirmation hearing, so why not ask him then? The, the only logical conclusion is because they are trying to delay anything they can. This is like a last-ditch effort to sh uh, throw it up there and... Uh, See what sticks. And there was a couple other uh, there was a couple other sound bites here. Uh, some some goon fucking South Carolina Republican named Ralph Norman. He decided to tell a little joke. He was at a Kiwanis meeting. Uh, it kind of landed a little flat given the circumstances, but he made a joke about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Let's see how this one goes. Thank you for coming out. I thought I was going to be late. Did y'all hear the latest late-breaking news from the Kavanaugh hearings? Ruth Bader Ginsburg came out that she was groped by Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. That's funny, isn't it? Groped by Abraham Lincoln. Get it? Because she's so old. And then finally, Mitch McConnell, uh, the GOP leader in the Senate, he weighed in and said, uh, listen, uh, don't uh, be rattled by any of this. Uh, this Kavanaugh guy is uh, getting in. Let's see how this one goes. You've watched the, watch the tactics. But here's what I want to tell you. In the very near future, yes. Judge Kavanaugh will be on the United States Supreme Court. Uh, love okay. He's at some fucking uh, activist, uh, activist meeting. Oh, was there more to that? Oh, yeah. He, uh... Oh, I did. I'm sorry, guys. I'm replaying this just because I, I wanted to uh, get this part of the quote in here. Here we go. So, my friends, keep the faith. Don't get rattled by all of this. We're going to plow right through it. Plow right through and it. do our job. There you go. He's going to plow right through it. That's the part I wanted to hear. Oh, man. And yes, um, the legal advisor for Can uh, Kavanaugh's accuser, like I said, is a big-time Democratic donor. And, I mean, aren't, aren't all lawyers? And there was just, dude, there was just crazy shit, like, all week with this. It was nonstop. And it, she had a classmate, remember Ford, the accuser, so she had a classmate that put on Facebook that the allegations were known by many people at their high school and that Brett Kavanaugh should own up to it. Christina King wrote, quote, I graduated from Holton Arms and we both knew Brett Kavanaugh and Mark Judge. That was supposedly the other guy in the room. He does not want to testify either. Christine Blasey Ford was a year or so behind me. I signed this letter supporting her. The incident was spoken about for days afterwards in school. He should stop lying, own up to it, and apologize. Well, she decided to write this all also out on Facebook and Twitter. And there are some inconsistencies in her account. And she said, King, I was and still am completely against this nomination. 
blah, blah, blah. In a follow-up tweet after she deleted it, she said, quote, Hi, all. Deleted this because it served its purpose, and I am now dealing with a slew of requests for interviews. Was not ready for that. Not sure I am interested in pursuing. Then another one to follow that said, To all media, I will not be doing any more interviews. No more circus. To clarify my post, I do not have firsthand knowledge of the incident that Dr. Christine Blasey Ford mentions, and I stand by my support for Christine. I don't have any more to say on the subject. Oh, yeah, it really served its purpose, didn't it? Served its purpose, all right. <sighs> Predictable, you guys. I don't know. So that's uh, so you're kind of caught up now, and I don't know really know what to do with it. If because now we're in a, a what if situation, and it's like I said, I have to stress this enough. Kavanaugh says he wasn't there. Now, how he would know which specific party? How could you know you weren't there if nobody knows what date it is? You guys know what I'm saying? I, I understand he's like denying that he was ever at a party like this and ever did anything like this. So, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> it kind of sucks for him. I mean, if it happened to her, I'm sorry it happened to her. Maybe something happened to her. Maybe it was an understanding. He was 17 years old. If if it did happen this way, did he did he like push a horse play? It was taken badly decades later. I don't know, you guys. It's a tough one. I'm just saying, when you don't go to the police and you're really saying it was this traumatic, it's just hard for me to take you seriously. That's all. I'm the only guy in America who's going to say this to you guys. I know. I'm the only one that still tells the truth. That's why they're trying to ban me. And like, just and now, so that's the Kavanaugh update. Now, just a quick um, update also. On a few others, a former Beijing bureau chief for the L.A. Times has had to, has been forced to resign amid accusations of sexual misconduct for him. This is Jonathan Kamen, and he was suspended and now resigned after two women uh, accused him of problematic behavior. And she was the second one to come forward. Now, he has disputed the allegations, and unlike Kavanaugh saying, it sounds like he was there, said all acts we engaged in were mutually consensual. And then he emailed a statement and said, quote, these allegations have irrevocably destroyed my reputation, my professional network, my nine-year career in journalism, and any hope for a rewarding career in the future— they have branded me with a scarlet letter for life and driven me to the brink of suicide. Oh, but yeah, well, you know what, buddy? I'm sure he was a good liberal and good leftist and cheered all this shit on. So maybe when this stuff starts affecting him, and who knows if he did? Who knows? That's what I'm saying. Who decides what's consensual or not, like, years later? Ugh. Well, you know, maybe, like I said, maybe it's if the maybe the leftist men are starting to fucking see the force for the trees here. And then further, United States Representative Keith Ellison. You know, he's had all kinds of stuff uh, levied at him, and he's pushing back on allegations of domestic abuse. Keith Ellison is the Minnesota Democrat, of course. He's saying his accuser fabricated the story about him and his supposed abuse. He was on a televised debate for the Minnesota Attorney General's position where he faced grilling on the allegations raised by ex-girlfriend Karen Monahan, who said he sent her threatening text messages and once screamed obscenities at her as he dragged her off a bed. 
Now, on Wednesday, Monahan published a medical document where a doctor wrote that Monahan states that she was in a very stressful environment for years, emotional and physical abuse by a partner with whom she is now separated. Now, I bring this up because I didn't want to be accused of partisan stuff. Now, you guys know, I don't really care who you are. I take what the evidence presented in front of me. That's why, remember, you longtime podcast listeners, you remember, I stuck up for Al Franken, even though I think he's a leftist weirdo. And this Keith Ellison thing, okay, this Monahan chick claims she has video with, like, audible of all this stuff happening, of him beating the crap out of her, right? And yet she refuses to release it. Why would you do that? Why would you say you have it and then refuse to release it? That just makes me not believe you. I don't believe you now. I know it's not popular to say. I'm trying to be consistent here, you guys. I know everybody hates Keith Ellison. I hate his politics. Absolutely. But some chick saying, oh, I have this video. Well, let's see the video then. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm not going to show it to you. Well, okay. I don't know, guys. Let's fucking move on. Uh, we had a attack on an Iran military parade. You guys know I cover the world news. It's shit you won't get anywhere else. But yeah, gunmen killed at least 25 people and wounded 60 others on Saturday in an attack on a military parade in Iran, state media reported. Uh, they reported that this parade in Avaz, which is in southwestern Iran, and uh, many of the wounded are in critical condition, so that death toll is expected to rise. The dead and injured were a mix of Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps soldiers and civilian onlookers. And they said there were four gunmen wearing military uniforms and that security forces had killed two and captured the other two. Those guys are getting fucking fingernails ripped out of their hands right now. Now... State television described the attackers as takfiri, a term often used to describe Islamic State fighters. And the Islamic State did make a statement taking responsibility for the shootings. And, yeah, an Iranian general told the Islamic Republic news agency that the gunman had been trained by two Persian Gulf countries, but he did not name them. Uh, There is video and photographs, if you guys want to go ahead and... uh, Google that, and pretty pretty horrific stuff. The fight continues in the Middle East, doesn't it? Let's get into this one, you guys. Now, this is some crazy shit. Did you hear about this California doctor and his girlfriend that are both being accused in this sexual assault case? This is nuts. Yeah, 12 more victims came forward this week after a couple in Southern California were, char- with, were charged with drugging and sexually assaulting two women they met on social outings. And investigators in Orange County believe there could be many additional victims based on finding hundreds of videos of women who appear to be highly intoxicated on a phone belonging to one of the suspects who is named Grant Robichaux. R-O-B-I-C-H-E-A-U-X. One of those Frenchy last names. Now, since the charges against him, he's 38, and his 31-year-old girlfriend named Sarissa Riley were announced last Tuesday, at least 12 women have told the Orange County District Attorney's Office that they too were victims. And investigators have received dozens of phone calls from other potential victims in recent days. Uh, The District Attorney, Tony Rakakis, is urging other women to come forward. Now, his shtick was 
he, by the way, is an orthopedic surgeon, and she is a teacher. And their modus operandi appeared to be targeting women while at bars, parties, and festivals, including Dirty Bird Campout in Silverado, California, and Burning Man, the festival, of course, at Black Rock Desert, Nevada. A few of the others said they had met the couple on dating apps like Tinder and Bumble. Uh, Rakakis said women who encountered these two might have felt a false sense of security due to the fact that both defendants are clean-cut and good-looking. He has been charged with 13 felonies so far, including oral copulation with anesthesia. Wow. His practice is in Newport Beach, a very wealthy neighborhood. And he actually did appear on an episode of the Bravo reality TV show, Online Dating Rituals of the American Male in 2014. Uh, The alleged assaults did not take place at his clinic and did not involve drugs normally used during medical treatment, prosecutors said. Hmm, I wonder what that would be. I mean, because, you know, Oxy is used in medical treatment, right? Xanax is used in medical treatment. But he's an orthopedic surgeon, too, so uh, I don't know. But, yeah, they used to troll Newport Beach. And, for example, in April of 2016, they met a 32-year-old woman at a restaurant in Newport Beach and then invited her a few days later to party. Back at the couple's apartment, the woman, who was intoxicated, was sexually assaulted and incapable of resisting. In October of 2017, 2016, sorry, I mix mix up my words sometimes, you guys, because my eyeballs are scanning ahead and my mouth has not caught up to my eyes. Well, they met a bar at a, uh, a woman at a bar and drank with her until she became unconscious. Prosecutors say that sec- uh, the couple sexually assaulted the woman and tried to rape her, but she started to scream, so a neighbor called 911. And that is when officers with the Newport Beach Police Department responded. And that's when this investigation started, and they found hundreds of videos on his phone that appeared to show barely conscious women who would be unable to give consent or resist Sexual advances. Wow. Man, you don't know what fucking people are doing behind closed doors, do you? Yeah, you, you look at their picture, they look like, uh, yeah, just uh, regular-ass white people. And there they are, fucking drugging and raping away. Uh, let's get some military news in for you guys. Uh, how about this? President Donald Trump plans to award the Medal of Honor to a retired Army staff sergeant in recognition of his treatment and evacuations of fellow U.S. soldiers while taking fire from enemy combatants in Afghanistan in 2008. This is awesome. The uh, White House announced Friday the president will recognize Ronald J. Schurer with the award uh, coming up October 1st for conspicuous gallantry. Uh, Schurer and his team were engaged in heavy combat when he braved enemy fire to treat a wounded soldier. He then fought his way to another group of four more wounded soldiers that he treated and stabilized before evacuating the group down a mountainside while using his body to shield them from enemy fire. And then after he loaded the wounded back up in the evac, he joined his squad up and rejoined the fight. That is... Very outstanding stuff. Uh, He has been honorably discharged as of 2009, and he is now a part of the Secret Service's counter-assault team. And it says here in 2014, after that, he was assigned to the Special Operations Division of the Secret Service. So that is great stuff. Well earned, my man. 
Uh, in not-so-good military news, a fo- fugitive former Air Force Reserve chaplain priest faces child sexual abuse charges. Yeah. Uh, he had to be extradited from Morocco. This is 80-year-old Arthur Peralt. He's been a fugitive for 26 years. And he is accused of seven incidents involving a young boy under the age of 12 in 1991 and 1992, including some that allegedly happened on Kirtland Air Force Base at the base chapel. Wow, my old stomping grounds, Kirtland Air Force Base in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then according to court documents, he allegedly abused numerous other children over a period of more than 20 years as a Catholic priest in New Mexico and Rhode Island and then fled the United States in 1992. So he's managed to avoid us for 26 years. We got him. And this one is kind of shitty as well. I just saw this right before we started. A, a young Navy sailor has died after he was struck by a plane propeller aboard the deck of a U.S. aircraft carrier. This is Airman Apprentice Joseph Min Naglock, only 21 years old. He had just secured an E-2C Hawkeye radar plane to the flight deck of the USS George H.W. Bush in the Atlantic Ocean when he was hit by the aircraft's propeller. Uh, That's very sad. This comes only two weeks after he proposed to his girlfriend, and they were still celebrating their new engagement. Uh, That's horrible. Man, something, man. Being around, like, rotors and propellers, that shit always freaked me out. All the time. I never, you fucking can never take your eyes off those spinning blades. You just got to know where all spinning blades are at all times. All moving parts, really. And continuing with the military, the Army fell short of its recruiting goal for 2018. Uh, That means it is missing its mark for the first time since 2005. And now this has caused them to launch a large-scale review of its recruiting practices, and they will pour millions of dollars into revamping recruiting facilities and bolster the recruiting force after falling about 6,500 recruits short of its goal for fiscal year 2018. They had hoped to enlist 76,500 recruits in 2018, and that goal had already been lowered from 80,000 in April after more soldiers than expected elected to remain in the service. Now, the 70% of uh, high school kids who are automatically disqualified for serving due to obesity, crime, and tattoos doesn't fucking help. I'll tell you that much. Okay, guys, here's, here's, you know what? Again, I'm depressed now. So what do I do when I'm depressed? I get to some good stuff. Do you guys remember that story? I want to say it was, uh, does it say when it back was? Yeah, this was almost like uh, at least six months ago. Do you remember the story of that guy who pretended to be a housewife and he tricked like 80 unsuspecting straight men to produce internet porn? Remember that guy in South Florida? Yeah, he would cross-dress as a woman and then secretly videotaped himself having sex with these straight guys who thought they were banging a woman. Are you tracking on this? Well, he has uh, pled guilty, finally, ending this charade. That was Brian uh, Denumostier, 33 years old. He admitted engaging in sex with 150 men with just over half unaware of his production of the secret videos. Oh, but just under half aware of it. So half these guys were like, meh. 
Uh, now, he was known by the screen name Susan Leon33326. And he had been being held without bond. Uh, anything else of this? Oh, my, oh yeah, the uh, I, I should know you. The, the website, his website was called Straight Boys with a Z at the end. And the site promised gay men videos of real straight men being conned into accepting sex act, all while blindfolded or wearing blacked-out goggles. Never a good idea, fellas. Never a good idea when you answer the Craigslist ad. Let me just, let me just fucking let me pull my fellows over here for a chat with your uncle, BK. When you get to the fucking, when you do the Craigslist ad looking for, uh, you know, the, the, the hot housewife looking for dick, and you get to the house, and they want you to put on blacked-out goggles or not see what's on the other side of the fucking glory hole, I can promise you that it's not actually a hot housewife. And more often than not, it's a dude fucking sucking you off. So congratulations. Don't say I fucking don't help. This is a public service podcast, you guys. This is what I do for you. Come on, all the work I do, it's because I care. (laughs) I was just joking about Craigslist, actually, but now that I'm scanning the story, yes, he did pose as a real heterosexual female and posted ads on Craigslist seeking flings at the house, which is right near Homestead Reserve Air Base, by the way. Craigslist. Craigslist, that's like that's like one that's like a half step above Backpage. Like it just everything on there is is prostitution related. All their personal ads, come on, man. Dude, guys will just do anything if they think they're going to get a fucking easy blowy. Uh he uh, by the way, he was also arrested and charged with having sex with an underage boy at a hotel in addition to all this other stuff. So he's uh He's going to have a good time there. What else? World news. Oh, this is nice. Containers full of newly minted currency worth more than $100 million have gone missing in Liberia. (laughs) Uh, Setting off finger pointing and travel bans as officials puzzle over the mystery in one of the poorest countries in the world. The cash... I can't believe these people. The cash is said to have been shipped from Sweden late last year in the midst of Liberia's elections to choose a successor to President Ellen Johnson Sirleaf. And voters elected a guy named George Weah, an international soccer star. Now, Liberia does not have its own mint. Its currency, the Liberian dollar, is printed outside of the country with the approval of the central bank. That's uh, fucking hilarious. Blame for the missing money is being passed around. And everybody's just pointing fingers at each other. In the meanwhile, $100 million is missing. <laughs> Good job, guys. I'm sure that the uh, corruption is going to end there any day now in Liberia. I'm really sure. Yes, many of you saw me this one. And uh, you saw it, I should say, and sent this to me. And uh, it's very sad. And again, because I... Care, I warn people. And this was the story of the top amateur golfer from Spain, one of them, named Celia Barquin Arozamena. And she was finishing up the first nine holes by herself on Monday morning at Coldwater Golf Links in Ames, Iowa, when a man attacked her. She was stabbed in the torso and neck 
and her body was dumped in a pond next to the number nine tea box. This is like a quiet little town. This is fucking horrible. The Ames Police Department arrested Colin Daniel Richards, 22, who was living in a homeless camp in a wooded area near the course and charged him with first-degree murder. The police said that Mr. Richards, who has a lengthy criminal history in Iowa and who was released from state prison in June, had cuts and scratches on his body consistent with a recent altercation. They identified him earlier. You know why? Because they received a tip from another guy who stayed at the same homeless camp, and he told officers that Mr. Richards had recently talked about having an urge to rape and kill a woman. There you go. You fucking tolerated a homeless camp. That's what you fucking did, Ames, Iowa. You let this shit take root. You don't let it take fucking root. I can't even say it enough. These homeless camps, you are. this is going to happen. Or they're going to fucking burn down your golf course like they had burning all kinds of fires out here in California. They're not your neighbors. You guys, I don't fucking know what to deal with. I can't tell people about the homeless anymore. Nobody listens. You ever notice that the fucking immediate uh, knee-jerk reaction from any politician when it comes to the homeless, they start from a premise that you're obligated to take care of them right there in that city. And I'm always like, what? no, no. <laughs> Like, like in San Diego, right? Oh, we have to take care of them. We have to build a shelter in your neighborhood at the beach. I'm like, what? People pay ridiculous rents to live at the beach or in nice parts of Los Angeles. But that's always the premise they start from. Like, oh, we have to build a shelter here. I'm like, dude, there's a fucking huge desert. Like 100 miles, not even 100 miles, like 50 miles east of San Diego and LA. Huge desert. You can build your massive fucking homeless colony out there for all I care. Put it out in the middle of the desert and then say, you go to the colony, you can go to jail, or you move along. Those are your three options. <laughs> if you keep, if we have vagrancy laws, right? Here's the thing. If you make it clear they're not welcome, and there's, it's a tale of two cities out here in California. You can always tell the cities that put up with it, the homeless problem, and the cities that don't. The cities that don't say exactly what I do. They're like, look, you can't, you're loitering. You can't stay here. You either move along or we're going to take you to jail. And some of them resist. So they take them to jail and it's a huge ass pain for the fucking homeless guy. So then eventually they're going to stop. They're going to get sick of going to jail and just fucking cooperate and move along. But a lot of people tolerate it. <laughs> and now you look at you. Now you have a fucking uh, promising young woman, athlete, female, there's a, there anybody care about this female? All you fucking do-gooders screaming out for? Do you care about the fact that the city of Ames allowed a homeless camp to flourish until some fucking young woman got stabbed in the neck? Unbelievable. I'm fired up today, you guys. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm already sweating like crazy. Uh, how about this other thing? Did you hear about this shooting at the Rite Aid warehouse? in uh, Hartford County. This was in uh, Maryland. Yeah, it was like a Maryland Rite Aid warehouse. And the shooter is named Snochia Mosley. Yeah, Snochia. S-N-O-C-H-I-A. And she killed three employees and then shot herself in the head. And they are saying she was not an angry person. Mosley was 26 years old, was a temporary employee at the warehouse, and re had reported for work as normal on Thursday. Now, 
Authorities and court records identified Mosley as female, but in Facebook messages that her friend shared with the Baltimore Sun, Mosley described herself as transgender, although it was not clear whether Mosley preferred to be addressed using masculine or feminine pronouns. Oh, yeah, that's no wonder the SJWs at the Baltimore Sun are referring to her as a she still. They, they, haven't re, they haven't fucking been cleared hot to use the correct pronoun on the fucking triple murder. Thanks. Now, in messages that the friend said were sent in December 2016, Mosley be, uh, described identifying as a trans man and discussed beginning hormone treatment soon. Okay, so that was in December 2016. Did she start the hormone treatment? Did the hormone treatment have anything to contribute to this fucking wild mood swing that would lead her to shoot three people dead and then herself? I know, but no, 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 I'm sorry. The Pentagon has assured me that uh, massive doses of hormones designed to disrupt your entire bodily functions have no effect on your mood swings, you guys. Now, you'll be fucking steady Eddie, right, generals at the Pentagon? Fucking joke. <laughs> All right, I know. Okay, I can't, gee, you guys, I'm trying not to get worked up at every story, but I have a whole row of them. Here about this one. This is also fun. Uh, Stormy Daniels wrote a book, and The Guardian got hold of some of the details of it. Her book is called Full Disclosure. And, of course, Stormy Daniels is the former pornographic actor, not former, I think she's still doing it, who slept with Donald Trump, allegedly. I don't think any of us doubt that he fucking, this guy banged her out. And then he paid her $130,000 to uh, keep her mouth shut. So in the book, she writes in sometimes excruciating detail about the president's genitals and describes her disgust with herself for letting the scene play out. That's funny. So he fucking banged her, basically. And then she continued to answer Trump's many phone calls over the next year in hopes that he would make good on his promise to put her on his reality TV show, The Apprentice. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. That's easy. You, you don't. You got fucking played, dude. You got fucking played. Now, according to her, she was at a celebrity golf tournament in 2006, and that's where she sees Trump. So Trump's bodyguard invites her to dinner, which turns out to be an invitation up to his penthouse. Okay, what? Let me stop right here. What do you fucking think is happening, women out there? Um. So she describes Trump's penis as smaller than average, but not freakishly small. And she wrote, quote, He knows he has an unusual penis. It has a huge mushroom head like a toadstool. I lay there annoyed that I was getting fucked by a guy with Yeti pubes and a dick like the mushroom character in Mario Kart. It may have been the least impressive sex I'd ever had. <laughs> End quote. You know, there's this, there's this internet meme. You guys heard of this? It's basically, guys, the joke is that you can bash a guy who, who banged you out all day long, but he's always going to win that argument because all he's got to do is point to you and say, I still beat, though. In other words, I still hit it. It doesn't matter. So I sucked in bed. I have a small dick. Eh, I still beat it. <laughs> you know, that's, that's it. So who's the idiot? I mean, she did get 130 grand, which is a that's a good night's work, but that's funny shit, man.
What else do I got for you? Oh, this was kind of funny. Uh, the You know, the president of Poland was here in the United... I'm sorry, uh, was, was this in the United... Yeah, it was at the White House. Okay. The president of Poland was in town. And this is President Andrzej Duda. And he kind of... I, they're not sure if this is tongue-in-cheek or not. But he is kind of discussing a proposal with President Trump at the White House trying to get traction for an idea his government has been pushing for months to deter any possible aggression. Two open up a U.S. military base in Poland. Now, they said they're even willing to pay up to $2 billion for this base. And it's, uh, it's pretty funny because even, you know, this is what you do with Trump. It's all flattery. I mean, everybody's, it's, it's no mystery who responds to flattery. And uh, even a Polish senator on Twitter said, uh, President Duda decided to take advantage of Trump's vanity and came out with this potential military base, and even uh, suggested naming it Fort Trump. <laughs> Why is everybody so upset at this? This is funny. Oh, I have the audio clip here. Let's, uh, let's hear This is the Polish president and Donald Trump at a press conference at the White House. Let's hear it. I would very much like uh, for us to set up a permanent American basis in Poland, which we would call Fort Trump. And I firmly believe that this is possible. I am convinced that such Trump's a decision lies both in the Polish interest as well as in the interest of the United States. Poland is an attractive country, and first and foremost, it's got a very important strategic location in Europe. Oh, yeah, Trump fucking loves this idea. Are you? And, and you know what? For people bashing, the, of course, Trump, what fucking president would not love the idea of an American military base named after them? The answer is all of them. All of them would love an American military base after them. And if they say they don't, they're fucking lying. You don't think fucking stupid Obama would fucking jizz his pants if they opened up Fort Obama? Hell yeah, he would. As he should. Uh. Oh, this was funny. Did you guys see the, the sexy Handmaid's Tale Halloween costume was pulled? <laughs> After sparking online outrage. Yes. You guys know the stupid show, The Handmaid's Tale, after the stupid book? And that's the new thing that all the woke activist chicks do now. They dress in the red robe and the white hat. Well, online retailer Yandy listed a brave red maiden Halloween costume for only $65. And it looks just like the women who are forced into surrogacy wear in The Handmaid's Tale. Except this one has like a little mini dress. And, of course, the Halloween costume instantly sparked outrage across social media. And, uh, yes, this is, uh, this is where we, some ideas are so holy that they cannot be mocked. There's no satire possible, you see. Everything's an act of hate. And this is stupid, dude. Why, why pull the costume at that point? You fucking have gotten, like, worldwide free advertising. Just stick... I guarantee you if they didn't pull the costume, they would have sold a ton of them. Guaranteed. Instead, all you did was... So now the people who weren't going to buy anything from you anyway, having the costume, are still not going to buy anything from you because you were so uh, unwoke to even have this idea. So you've lost them, and now you can't even sell the costume. So it, when, you, when you do an act like this, you might as well stick by your guns, you guys. Listen to your uncle here. I'm fucking telling you this. 
Now, on a more serious note, this is also horrible, and I fucking want some answers from my uh, NYPD contacts on this one. Did you hear about this woman who was charged after a knife rampage at the illegal Chinese maternity center in Queens, New York? This is insane. This is Yu Fen Wang, 52 years old, and has been charged with five counts of attempted murder following a stabbing that took place at this daycare center. This is called the Meijin Care Center and is where women are given help delivering and caring for their babies, with one mother paying $4,600 for a one-month stay at the home. Now, we've had these out in Los Angeles before, and San Diego and probably every other major city. They are highly illegal, but this is like a thing. That you have these wealthy uh, foreign nationals who come over, in this case Chinese, and they have these birthing homes, and they're not supposed to come here when they're about to be pregnant, but I've talked about it in detail before. The law is very gray on it. But I do have a question. How many fucking phone calls do you think that the neighbors called? The, how, many, how many times do you think the neighbors called the cops on this house saying, dude, we've got a fucking illegal Chinese birth center going here. Can you please do something? I guarantee there was at least a dozen. And I'm sure nobody fucking came because it's stupid Bill de Blasio and fucking far left-wing New York, and you, the taxpayer, you, the American citizen, your fucking opinion doesn't count. So, one three-week-old? God, got a fractured skull on this, too. Crazy. There were nine babies inside the care facility when the terror unfolded. And uh, luckily, nobody seems to have died from this. Now, Wang, the... Stabber then allegedly fled to a separate area in the basement of the brick home and slit her left wrist in an apparent attempt to take her own life. Police discovered her, used a tourniquet, and she is uh, sounds like she's going to make it. So, yeah. There's no record for any business on the site online because I guess they said they were claiming there was a daycare center. Uh, but, yeah. That's it. There's, pro- there's, there's tons of these all over the country, and little is done about them. I've heard many people calling in the radio stations out in Los Angeles, which, uh, you know, they fucking, they complain, they call the authorities, and nobody cares. How about this one? I told you this was going to happen, too. So there's a guy in Cincinnati, Fort Mitchell. He's facing charges related to a child porn investigation. Okay? Now, they started investigating this guy because some shit happened over the Internet. And when they went to his house, they seized equipment used to facilitate uh, child sex crimes. And they didn't know what the equipment was. So finally, Fox 19 in Cincinnati learned that the item in question was a sex doll designed to be the age of a child, roughly seven to nine years of age. Authorities said that while searching the home, they found a second doll that resembled an infant. Wow. The dolls allowed for a flashlight to be connected to the private areas? <laughs> okay. Weird. But yeah, dude, you guys, I, I said, you're swimming against the tide on this child sex doll thing. It's fucking happening. It's gonna, they're going to make so many child sex dolls in China 
you're you're just never going to stop this. I know they're making all kinds of laws against it. Good luck. I hope they succeed, but I'm just telling you. There's no you can't this is like trying to uh get rid of all the guns. It's not going to happen. Thanks to the many of you who sent me the possible sex robot brothel in Houston. Yes. One uh company says that they are trying to bring a robot brothel to Houston. Now, they say there's a statute in the Texas Penal Code that would make this business illegal, but that law banning those types of businesses were ruled unconstitutional 10 years ago. (laughs) Needless to say, uh, local community organizers are not too happy. And a group called Elijah Rising have been cracking down on human trafficking, and they are against this robot brothel. And this gentleman, some spokesman named uh, Micah Gamboa, said, quote, Our biggest concern is that this sex brothel with robots is going to train men to become rapists. What's next? Is it child robots? Yes, it is, Gamboa. It is child robots. But that's the big thing. That's the big argument, though, right? Is it going to train men to become rapists? Or rather, once they've done fucking blowing their load in the sex doll a couple times if necessary, has that taken the edge off their fucking manic desire to rape somebody? I don't know. Do you guys play that game Fortnite? I tried for like, I tried for like 10 minutes and I lost complete patience. I don't want to build shit. I don't want to build like uh, walls, okay? I just want to shoot and kill people. Well, people are playing Fortnite all the time, and this is like the hot thing, right? And I don't really have too much patience for grown men playing video games nonstop. Well, here's a fucking winner. Suffolk County Police in New York arrested a man for threatening a child following a video game loss. (laughs) This guy, how old is he? Uh, He's 45, named Michael Alaperti. And he is being charged with aggravated assault second degree and acting in a manner to injure a child when he sent threatening text messages and online voice messages via Xbox to an 11-year-old boy who had beat him at Fortnite. So in the messages, he threatened to shoot the child possibly at his school. That's a nice life you've made for yourself, buddy. You sound like a fucking real winner, you know that? Uh, Suge Knight, the music producer, the rap mogul. He has pled no contest to a voluntary manslaughter charge for running over a man with a pickup truck in the parking lot of a Compton hamburger stand. You guys remember that? That was in 2015 when they were shooting that movie uh, straight out of Compton. Yeah, he ran a fucking guy over, killed him. And he has pled no contest and is facing now... Where is he? What does he look... I, I want to say... T- There it is. Uh, The plea deal calls for him to serve 28 years in prison. Six years are added because it is a third strike violation for Knight. Well, third strike? I thought that was life. What's what's with this six-year stuff? He's got a long track record. So I I have a feeling that's the last we're ever going to see of a a good old Suge. Again, nice life you fucking made for yourself, fucking idiot. Uh, We talk about Mexico a lot here. And the struggles that they're going through, well, here's another one. The, uh, the cartel war is hitting Tijuana, 
very hard right now, right over 20 minutes from my house. And they have set a new murder record in Tijuana. They have, this is insane, 1,789 homicides this year as of September 19th. The old record was 1,781, which was set last year, and we still have three months to go in the fucking year, you guys. This is insane. And yet all of our troops are in Afghanistan for some reason. I, I, I could think of fucking places closer to home. I don't know. Oh, go, oh yeah, that's right. We can't have any troops on the border because the SJWs fucking, uh, they're little, uh, they fill their diapers when you say anything like that. Oh, good luck. It's a complete, Mexico is completely lawless. I've said, I said it a fucking year ago. Nobody wants to say it out loud. Again, I'm the only guy who says this shit out loud. Uh, a pedophile's decapitated corpse was found on the judge's doorstep after a bail hearing in Aurora, Illinois. Well, seems like everything worked out here. 28-year-old William Smith from Aurora was discovered in the early hours of Tuesday morning decapitated and slumped against the front door of the judge who had granted him bail in August. He had been arrested following allegations that he had raped her 8-year-old daughter. And then when they investigated, he was found in possession of child pornography, and he walked free from the court after the judge controversially ruled that he did not pose a threat to the local community. And his bail was only $30,000. And they are fucking, yeah, this is a big, um, big deal in the local community because they're, this ju- they weren't happy with this judge. I don't know. This is like a. This is the new trend in law enforcement, you guys. I've, I've gone on ad nauseum about everything in California and how we're obsessed with letting people out of prison. Well, it keeps going on here. Investigating officers described his death scene as resembling a gangland-style execution. <laughs> All right. Well, case closed, right? I'm sure. I'm sure the fucking local PD is going to really, really investigate that one really hard. I'm sure they will. Sure, they will. A few quick hits on the uh, illegal immigration front. You guys know I like to cover that. Did you see this new Ivy League study that came out from Yale? I fucking knew this. How many? How, how long have I been telling you guys I never believed that number of, oh, there's 10 million illegals in the U.S. or 11 million? I heard that number my whole life. It never changed. I was like, it's got to be more. Well, now three professors from Yale and MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, are estimating the population of illegal immigrants at 22 million, or twice the established estimate of $11 million. Hey, you didn't fucking hear this one on MSNBC, did you? Uh, now, I'm just reading a little bit about... Because, oh, you know, it's funny. The professors had to defend their work. Yeah, he said it is an expert analysis. This is not a political project because, you know, the outrage, of course. How dare you? He said this paper is not oriented towards politics or policy. This paper is about coming up with a better estimate of an important number. Absolutely. This is the thing. You guys, they don't want you to know. You imagine if they ran this nonstop on CNN, people would be fucking pissed. Wow, pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, this is uh, operations research is how they did this. And they explained their techniques. I'm not going to get into it now. But they did expect a smaller number, and instead they got a number that was 50% higher than the consensus number. 
Wow. That's a fucking lot of people. And meanwhile, nearly half in top five U.S. cities don't speak English at home. <laughs> That's nice. You know, you know, you guys, I've wanted to say this. I was thinking about this on one of my many walks. I like to walk at night and ponder. That's when I do all my thinking. I've told you guys before, you know how everybody's now, we can't be bored anymore. Everybody's got to stare into a phone. I think it's really important to think without looking at a phone. That's why I like going to the beach and staring at the ocean or swimming in the ocean or walking and listening to music and just thinking about stuff. Because it's so seldom I feel that people do that anymore. And I was thinking, you know what? I think I'm the true multiculturalist. I do. Hear me out on this. Because multiculturalism, as we've been led to believe, is that every city is going to have tons of different cultures in it. And I'm like, well, then that, ergo, that leads to all cities actually being the same gloop of people. They're all homogenous multicultural cities now. In other words, I can fly to Dubai and the first thing I see is a Starbucks and McDonald's. I, I, would like, I would like the culture of one country to be totally different than the culture for mine. Now, I understand that's not possible in the age of globalism. I'm just saying, what if, right? So hear me out. Like my uncle, my beloved Uncle Paul, shout out to him. He traveled, he got, he traveled for years throughout the Middle East in like the late 60s, early 70s. And, I, and he's like, dude, it was like, that was like a true multicultural experience. You're leaving, you know, the United States and you're going to a completely different culture, world. They don't have any of that shit. They didn't have, Dubai was like a fucking fishing village back then. They didn't have any of this stuff. And it was, it was like taking a step into a completely foreign culture. That's what I wish we could have. You know, I want to go to a place and see their culture. I don't want to fucking get off the airport and see the same old stupid American corporations and the Walmart. That's what I'm saying. So I believe I'm the real multiculturalist. Because if every city has the perfect blend of African, European, Asian, Latino, blah, 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 then then why go to this other city that has the same exact mix? Yeah, does this any of this make any sense? I know I'm spitballing here. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but I just thought of it. So yeah, so that's right. BK, the fucking multiculturalist, the real one. Spread it around there, would you? For Christ's sakes. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> back to my list of immigration-related matters. The uh, Hill.com is saying that one in five U.S. prison inmates is a criminal illegal alien. <laughs> 20%, dude. 20%. <sighs> Crazy shit. That is tens of thousands of people, you guys. There were more than 730,000 criminal aliens in United States or U.S. Uh, United States federal or state prisons and local jails. 730,000. Now, with the federal criminal aliens, 91% of them are citizens of Mexico, Honduras, El Salvador, Dominican Republic, Colombia, or Guatemala. 91%. So that's like, that's the, that's the traditional huge group of illegal immigration. Although, you know, as I've said before, like last week, you know, they arrested 100 Bangladeshis at the border. So that too is coming up. Oh, and finally, this is what the, this is actually the link that I sent to Chris Hayes that got me suspended from Twitter. Uh, shout out to my childhood friend, Brendan. I know he's a big podcast listener. We haven't really talked in person for many years, but he listens to the podcast. He reached out on Facebook. 
And he sent me this story because he's involved uh, with the state and road construction, and he, I, he knew at least this crew, if not the gentleman in question. But yes, a man allegedly plowed through a construction zone, causing the death of a construction worker, and that guy who killed him was in the country illegally. That's Juan Rangel Rodriguez was arrested Thursday and charged with intoxication manslaughter with the vehicle. So he's drunk driving, and he drove his pickup truck through construction barrels and hit a utility door on a parked construction truck in Interstate 35 in Dallas. Oh, no, this is terrible. So that impact sent the pickup truck careening into an overhead sign support that was being held off the ground by a crane. And the crash caused the sign support to fall, hitting and killing 35-year-old construction worker Rafael Ramos as he tried to get out of the way. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Oh, but who cares, right? It's just another Latino victim, so nobody gives a flying fuck. You guys, this is not covered. I'm the only one who covers this, and I do it every week. Because... Again, going back to my man who was arguing whether illegal immigrants commit more or less crime than American citizens, do you fucking get that that's not the argument, that it should be zero, especially when they've had previous contact with law enforcement and they should have been gone? So now, 35-year-old Rafael Ramos, Latino, presumably, is fucking dead because a drunk illegal alien fucking ran off the road and killed him. Well... I don't know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the huge Latino upswell against the illegal immigration. And I know what polls say. I get it. Polls polls show that most Latinos are against illegal immigration. The problem is they're not active. You know, they're not doing the street theater. The pro illegal immigration people are very much in the street theater. You know, shutting down roads, doing all that protesting. Well, hopefully it translates into a silent majority at the ballot box. I don't know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the big Latino groundswell on this, guys. Hopefully it happens soon. How about some crazy statistics from the fucking war in Afghanistan, the clusterfuck that ongoes our whole lives? They have some, they had a, the New York Times had a great story that was put out today about how the death toll for Afghan forces is actually kept secret. And they put some unbelievable statistics in here. Taliban insurgents killed so many Afghan security forces in 2016, an average of 22 a day, that by the following year, the Afghan and American governments decided to keep battlefield death tolls a secret. Well, it's much worse now. The daily fatalities among Afghan soldiers and policemen were more than double that last week. It's up to 57 a day, at least for the week. And 17 years after the United States went to war in Afghanistan, the Taliban is gaining momentum, seizing territory, and killing Afghan security forces in record numbers. So, yeah, things seem to be going really well there, huh? Last week was especially bad with more than 400 killed. But even the average numbers in recent months, from 30 to 40 a day, according to senior Afghan officials, represent a substantial upswing from two years ago and appear unsustainable in a country that has, of course, been shattered by decades of war. Now, clearly, this has made recruiting fresh soldiers uh, more important than ever, but also harder than ever. 
Most days at the Afghan Army's recruitment center in Helmand, the southern province that has seen the war's worst fighting, there are only two to three applicants. And the center's head, Abdul Kodas, said, sometimes we don't see any recruits for weeks. People don't want to join the army anymore because the casualties are too high. And which is interesting because you'd think they'd have, the Taliban would have the same problem. Well, apparently they don't. Because the New York Times writes, in a war of attrition, the momentum is all with the Taliban, who seem to have no trouble replenishing their forces. Hmm. Yeah, they, uh, the governor of Baglan province says the Taliban don't want peace because they think they can win. And if it goes on like this, they're going to win. Oh, man. It just fucking never ends, you guys. I don't, when, when does it end? When is someone going to pull the plug? It's okay, you know? It's fucking okay to say so. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's disturbing. Uh, what else? Oh, an Al-Shabaab terrorist uh, lived in Arizona for four years after U.S. grants refugee status. <laughs> Remember, they are, they are vigorously vetted, everyone. Remember that? Remember all the fucking SJWs at the State Department telling you that under stupid Obama? Yeah, okay. And remember how I mocked them relentlessly? Yes. An Ethiopian man granted refugee status by the Obama administration is really a terrorist who lied to the U.S. government about his identity. The man, whose name is Mohammed Abdirahman Osman, has lived in Tucson since Uncle Sam invited them into the country as refugees back in 2014. This was from judicialwatch.org. And they detail the indictment. He used a fake Somalian passport to get to the U.S. Oh, weird. Weird. Yeah. You, you kidding me? You mean to tell me that the fucking immigration system in Somalia is not up to snuff? Wow, that's so fucking weird, you guys. I'm fucking blown away by that. I hope you can detect my sarcasm today. I know I got a lot of it today. Well, they finally figured out who he was somehow. I don't have the whole story. Oh, wait, there is some stuff down here. But let me get to what he did. Um, they say that Osman was injured while handling explosives for Al-Shabaab in 2009, but told authorities the injury occurred in a 2010 terrorist attack at the Bakara Market in Somalia. Oh, good one. So, no, no, no I, didn't, no, I didn't do it. I was a victim, actually. Now, he was born in Ethiopia, obtained a passport from the Somali Republic. And they were finally arrested last month. It's not clear how federal authorities com uh, completely missed the red flags to allow the suspected terrorist to live in the U.S. for years or how they finally discovered the truth. Hmm. You know, I wonder if they're keeping a fucking lid on that, like how they found out. Because maybe they're hoping that um, they can catch other guys this way. Possible. Very possible. Uh, what else? Oh, Kanye West is in the uh, was in the news again. <laughs> this guy's funny. So he decided to record himself kind of sending out warnings to various rappers. And you guys know Nick Cannon, the former rapper? Kanye wasn't too happy because apparently Nick Cannon used to date Kim Kardashian. And date, I'm using big air quotes here. You can imagine what they did. 
And apparently Nick Cannon said some uh, some things that Kanye West wasn't too happy. He's talking about his wife, right? So uh, Kanye decided to walk down the street in Chicago and recording his thoughts to Nick Cannon. Let's hear what he says. I just wanted to express some things that were not sitting right with my spirit. Uh, now that I'm about the sunken place, I can think and I could just be yay and just express how I feel. There's a couple things that I want to address. Uh, first of all, I want to address Nick Cannon. Like, I understand that uh, you used to date my wife, but, you know, you get in an interview, don't mention my wife. If someone brings my wife up, you say, hey, I respect that man. I'm not speaking on that. Don't be making no suggestions like nobody fuck my wife. Now, the next thing is with Drake. Yeah, I told you uh, that if I wasn't in a medicated state, I might have had the, the thoughts to, hold on, this train going by. <laughs> okay, let me stop this right here. A couple things that were funny to me. Do you notice he starts off the interview by saying, now that I'm out of the sunken place? Do you guys know what that is? That's a referral to that movie. Oh, what the fuck was the name of that movie? It was a movie about the family, the white family, who had their daughter bring her black boyfriend over to their house, and they would like kidnap and brainwash all the black dudes to be like their slaves. You guys remember that? Uh, yeah, well, that's where the term the sunken place comes from. Now, in modern parlance, the sunken place has come to, to, come to mean a, uh, a black person who's not down. You know, you're not down with the struggle. Uh, more crude people would say you're an Uncle Tom if you're in the sunken place. Uh, so, in other words, so people were accusing, because I saw this on Twitter. When, remember when Kanye came out with the Make America Great Again hat? And everybody was saying, oh, he's in the sunken place. So now he's claiming he is not in the sunken place anymore. So uh, what does, that, does that mean he has disavowed Trump? This guy's a fucking kook. And then the second thing, uh, the second thing I thought was interesting, like, look, Kanye, bro, you fucking married Kim Kardashian, dude. Like, I'm not going to lie. She's smoking hot. But the fact is, she's been on camera getting banged out. And then famously, after the camera uh, video of her getting banged out, she was getting banged by many, many famous people. Personally, I wouldn't want to fucking marry a chick like that because, you know, there's going to be fucking talk about it. So I, I agree with him somewhat saying, you know, if Nick Cannon, who banged Kim Kardashian, is asked about it, the gentlemanly thing to do would be like, hey, you know, that's my friend. I'm not going to talk about that. But he did. But, you know, what can you expect? I mean, come on. You can't make a hoe a housewife, Kanye. Although to all extents, she's a fine mother. And I'm sure she's grown out of that. But I'm just saying, bro. Dudes have definitely messed with your wife, so I don't know what you want. Oh, what else? I'm just uh, scrolling through here. Oh, you know, I just mentioned the Shabab. Well, a little bit of news coming out of there. A U.S. military airstrike has killed 18 Shabab extremists after U.S. and local forces on the ground came under attack in southern Somalia, said U.S. AFRICOM. That's U.S. Africa Command. No United States or Somali forces were killed or injured in the attack. The airstrike was carried out Friday in self-defense after extremists were observed maneuvering on a combined patrol, while the United States also responded with indirect fire. Uh, the operation was Somali-led, the AFRICOM spokesman said. Yeah, okay. The usual. There's another fucking black hole. Fucking Somalia, dude. Uh, what do you think you're going to do there? You think you're going to fix Somalia? The only way to... F I told you, if you either colonize the place or get out. 
That's that's it. And it's too bad too because Somalia's fucking beaches are would be awesome, crazy awesome. All right, what else? I just have a few others going here. This is all good stuff. Uh, did you see this DC jogger that was stabbed to death? This is another horrific thing. My brother lives in Washington DC. I told him about this one. You know, because he's got a young wife who jogs around the city, I think, and he does. Well, this is Wendy Martinez, 35 years old, and now police are saying she may have been targeted for her race when she was stabbed seven times leading to her death on Tuesday. They arrested a guy named Anthony Crawford, 23 years old, and they think he was probably high on a synthetic drug when he allegedly murdered Martinez. Now, if you're... the the she she looks, uh, by appearance, obvious her name is Latina, but she looks like a white woman. And uh, Crawford, just another fucking bum, fucking hobo drifter. He spent most of his time in a city park and was known as Fats Gleazy to some, including the person who led police to him on Wednesday. Oh, that's awful. And dude, there's fucking horrendous video if you want, if you can stomach it. Uh, she basically got stabbed on her left side and back of her head, like right in the neck, and it hit her jugular vein. And there's a horrific video from a Chinese restaurant that's right near her, and she runs in it. You see her on her on the video run into the Chinese restaurant, and basically with her it was covered in blood, and pleading for people to help, which some guys do try to help, but it's it's far too late at that point, and she just dies right there. Fucking horrible. God, there's just no end, you guys. I'm just saying, please be, keep your wits about you. Get your face out of the phone, ladies, when you're walking down the street. And I'm singling you out because, A, you're weaker and more vulnerable for the most part, and, B, I see you staring into the phone as you walk way more than dudes. That's just a fucking anecdote. I have no fucking data to back that up. I'm just saying what I see every day. But you got to be ready. You got to be ready to fucking fight, especially in the big city where they, they, for some inexplicable reason, they allow these homeless bums to congregate and wander around all they like, and they are able to do it freely with no consequences. So the only person who's going to look out for you is you. So please look out for yourself. Now, here's another horrific story. God, this headline. A father and youth football coach, 48 years old, filmed dozens of hours of footage showing himself raping boys. (laughs) Derek Sheehan, 48 years old from Massachusetts. And they started looking into him when a child under 14 came forward accusing him of sex assault. Oh, see that, guys? See, the fucking kid under 14 is going to the cops to say I was sexually assaulted. Maybe a lesson fucking learned there. Yeah, uh, he is. Um, he's being he's being held without bail. They they executed a search warrant at his house and seized his cell phone. And when they reviewed the contents of the devices, including an external hard drive, they found dozens of hours of footage showing the dad and youth football coach raping several young boys. She's this fucking Sandusky shit all the time. Now I should uh, I should clarify that the um, 
child who went to the police. Obviously, the father, you know, the, the child told his father and the father went to the police. But still, the same principle applies. You got to fucking tell someone. And some of the pornographic photos of children uh, appeared that the kids were sleeping. And he was immediately arrested after the search. Just fucking, I don't need to even hear anymore. I don't need to fucking have a trial. Just fucking string them up, dude. Get rid of them. Just fucking get rid of these people. Why don't, you know, why not? How about a little political news? We had a couple. Minnesota State Representative Jim Knobloch drops his re-election bid. Yes, this is a Republican state senator of St. Cloud. And he abruptly ended his re-election bid as a local news outlet prepared to publish detailed accusations from his adult daughter of what she described as his inappropriate behavior towards her since childhood. Hmm. And he is denying the allegations and says he doesn't want to drag his family through this. But, so that the great detail has not come out yet as of us recording, but uh, basically the general thing seems to be his daughter, Laura, alleges that the prominent legislator inappropriately touched her for most of her life with her first memory starting when she was nine years old. Uh, Now 23, Laura said she confided in close friends, family, and authority figures at her school and church about the behavior for more than a decade. Now, in fairness... Authorities from the St. Cloud Police Department and the local sheriff's office began an investigation into the claims in 2017. Authorities declined to bring charges. Hmm. And in other election news, this was fascinating. This got fucking zero coverage. Before I was banned on Twitter, I actually uh, I tweeted this one out to you guys. Uh, voters elected political newcomer Pete Flores to the Texas Senate on Tuesday, flipping a Democratic district red for the first time in 139 years. Whoa, what about that? Now, I'm still going to stand by my prediction of a blue wave, at least with the House, because they're so motivated, but this is uh, this, this made no news, you guys. You'd think that this would make news, considering fucking Anderson Cooper and Rachel Maddow fucking uh, just gush their pants whenever... A seat is flipped. Of course, it's only if the seat is flipped in the correct direction, obviously. But yes, a retired game warden, Flores defeated former state and U.S. Representative Pete Gallego for Texas Senate District 19. And he won 53% to 47%. And this is significant because... The district has not been Republican since the Reconstruction era, post-Civil War, of course. And uh, also, and this this was a big deal because in the 2016 election, Hillary Clinton won this district by 12 percentage points. So this was a this was a big fucking big win for them. And uh, keep an eye on him as well. Yes, I got this one from many of you. Thank you so much for sending me this. Uh, headline, Kentucky woman defecated on deputy to resist arrest. <laughs> she looks like a prize. Oh, good. I love... Got here. Hey, here's a tip for the news stations. When you put at the head of the story, warning, disturbing details below in bold, I'm, I'm going to read it. So fucking good on you for that. Now, these disturbing details better be good. <laughs> 
Let's see how they are. Yes, but in Livingston, Kentucky, Amanda Peters, 26, was arrested around 2 a.m. on Saturday at her home. And when a homeowner let... Okay, so she's renting a place. Because the homeowner let the cops in, and she reportedly locked herself in a bathroom. So the responding deputy forced himself into the bathroom and arrested the woman uh, forcefully. That's when police alleged Peters quote, intentionally released her bowels in an upward motion and with purposeful direction at this deputy, causing bodily waste to land on the face, arms, and legs of this deputy. No. She fucking shit in his face. This is, this is too much. This is too much, you guys. Uh, these police, man, you guys are better men than I. I would fucking beat somebody to death. Like if that happened to me, that's why I could never be a police officer. I have no, I could not, I could not control my temper whatsoever. Uh, here's a pop quiz. You guys know I like to quiz you guys every once in a while. Who is Cody Wilson? If you said Cody Wilson is the young man who is at the center of a legal battle over his plan to make instructions available for 3D printed plastic guns, you nailed it. Well, Cody did some shit you probably shouldn't do, especially when the feds are trying to fucking their best to arrest you on anything. (laughs) What did he do? He decides to fly to Taiwan after learning police in Austin were investigating an accusation he had sex with an underage girl. And he was placed under investigation after a lawyer told police that a 16-year-old girl had said she was paid $500 to have sex with Wilson at an Austin hotel. Police later interviewed the girl and on Wednesday obtained a warrant for his arrest, but by then he had caught a flight to Taiwan. Now, we do not have extradition treaty with the United States, but since then, Taiwan has uh, said he must leave the country, presumably to come back here. So he's in deep shit. And I saw another, I saw multiple stories on this, but uh, another story said that he had actually sent uh, nude photos of himself to this same girl. So this is another smart, dumb guy, apparently. Good job. Good job, Cody. I don't know about you guys, but if the feds are fucking trying to constantly watching me, probably not the best idea to fucking send a dick pic to an underage prostitute. I'm just going to throw it out there. How about this? How about this solar observatory mystery? I touched on it last week, didn't I? You guys remember that? The one where uh, a observatory was shut down by the feds and nobody seemed to know why. Well, they think they kind of figured it out. El Paso News is reporting that child pornography is the reason behind the Sunspot Observatory closure, according to court documents. And it was shut down because FBI agents were conducting computer forensic searches for this child porn. Uh, Apparently, the source of child pornography was traced to an IP address used at the observatory, and a source within the building observed a computer with not good images on it, the warrant states. (laughs) An investigation by the FBI has revealed that the janitor is the main suspect in the search. However, he has not been charged with a crime, even though his name is on the warrant. 
Uh, the warrant states the suspect would use the observatory Wi-Fi and a personal laptop to download child porn. I mean, what, so they have to shut it down for a week? That doesn't make sense. Why would you, why would you have to... And be all mysterious about it, too. Why? I mean, yeah, you already have everything you need. I don't, know, I don't get that one at all. Oh, we had the uh, stupid Emmy Awards. Does anybody watch that shit anymore? Well, apparently not too many of you guys do because... Uh, the Emmy Awards crashed to an all-time low with only 10.2 million viewers and a slipping demograph. That is, like I said, all-time low. It's not as bad as the falls that the Oscars and Grammys have seen in recent years, but that is still down 4% in the key 18- to 49-year-old demo. And that comes off the previous low of last year when Stephen Colbert hosted and Sean Spicer, that fucking dope, uh, cameoed for the Emmys. <laughs> uh, I wonder how much longer these guys are going to continue doing these award shows and just fucking throwing money away. Seems like they're kind of fine with it, to be honest with you. Hmm. Uh, I, I covered pretty heavily that stabbing in, um, of the presidential candidate in Brazil. Uh, just an update on that. Uh, Jair Bolsonaro, the far-right candidate, as Reuters never fails to po uh, point out, he gained ground over his rivals in the first round of Brazil's presidential election set for October 7th. A new poll showed on Thursday, and he is now widening his lead. He's still in the hospital, and he is backed by 28% of the voters surveyed by polling firm named Data Folha, a gain of two points since the previous poll a week ago. So yeah, this is like, again, if you missed the podcast where I uh, talked about detail on this, this is the, uh, basically, the they call him the South American Trump, and he's very bombastic, and he's a uh, far-right whatever that means. Now, let's talk about these a little bit. These, this is funny. I wanna, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. The, the scooters, the e-scooters. You guys remember? We got a couple updates on the scooters. Uh, let me, okay, let me do the story first, and then I'll explain my feelings on the scooters. But uh, for one, uh, a law signed by Jerry Brown now say that Californians riding electric scooters will no longer be required to wear helmets. That will take place January 1st. Under this new state law, only riders under the age of 18 will be required to don a helmet. And this was a big deal because they were giving people tickets for not wearing helmets, and these people are like, but I'm an adult. And according to the law, you can ride a bike without a helmet as an adult. Why shouldn't I be able to allow to ride this scooter without a helmet? You know, a little bit about the scooters. Like, okay, so they're all over my neighborhood. I'm by the beach, clearly. I get it. They are all over Mission Beach with the big, long boardwalk, the famous boardwalk in Southern California. And I get they look fun. I've never been on one, ever. And I'm not saying that because I'm like some old curmudgeon guy. For me, I don't, I don't get on them because... Like, I hate doing cardio now, and I don't have any time to do it. So my cardio is swimming in the ocean and walking. That's like my cardio. So, like, I don't take a scooter anywhere. I force myself to walk because I got to squeeze it in when I can, right? 
So that's pretty much the only reason I'm against the scooter is because I feel it promotes, it's like it does not promote physical fitness well. It actually promotes, you know, sloth. And just, just for an example, I know, a, you know, a local guy in town and I saw him getting off work and he's like a, you know, kind of chubby, you know, a guy works at a bar and, and I saw him in the corner. I'm like, oh, hey, what, what's up? What are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just getting, going home. I'm going to ride this scooter home. And I'm like, ride the scooter home? I'm like, don't you live like four blocks away? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and, and I, I kind of worded it gently, but I'm like, bro, you know, you could, you could stand to lose a few pounds. And I because I, I care. You know, I wouldn't, if I didn't care, I wouldn't say anything. But I, I feel that like now, you know, Southern California, the image you always had in your head growing up and even today was, you know, there's a lot of fit people on the beach walking around, tan, lean, the chicks look hot, the guys have abs, all that. And I feel now that because I see the girl, I see especially the girls want to ride it everywhere and nobody's walking or riding a bike at, at, hardly at all. It's been a huge, it's a noticeable decline from what I've seen. So that's, that's my beef with the scooter is I feel it like, I feel that people are just going to get fatter and fatter. I mean, Christ, we're fat enough already. You know what? There's, there's so many ways now that we can evade having to move off our couch at all. And this is just another nail in that coffin. That's why I don't like the scooter. I don't have any, I don't have any like moral objection to it or anything. And the second scooter related story this is funny. According to TMZ, a 25-year-old man was stopped at a DUI checkpoint in Santa Monica, California last weekend. And uh, the cops noticed the dude's stunk of alcohol. And yes, after failing a field sobriety test, he was arrested and charged with the misdemeanor DUI. Yeah, they have like some screenshots of it too, uh, some pictures. Because they are considered an electric vehicle. And they require you, by the way, you stupid fucks, this is my other beef with the scooters. As electric vehicles, you're required to operate them on the street, not the sidewalk. You're not supposed to be riding these things down the sidewalk. How many fucking times do you have to be told that? You don't ride bikes or scooters on the sidewalk, at least not in a crowded beach town. You ride them on the street. The sidewalk is for fucking walking. That goes for skateboards and every other vehicle. And especially you joggers. That's who fucking kills me are the runners. You know, the, you know the people who just have to run down the busy sidewalk, you know, a shopping district on the beach? Oh, I'm fucking sorry. Let me get out of your way. I know you're on your run. Not that there's a fucking three-mile-long beach 100 fucking meters away that you could be on. No, you got to run down the fucking sidewalk, and then you give everybody dirty looks because, you know, they're in your way. <laughs> so I've been holding that one in for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I see that all the time. I saw it down at, uh, yeah, I see it in my neighborhood. I see it in Mission. I see it fucking, I see it on Coronado. I would see it there in Coronado Island. You know, it's a very big shopping district with miles of beaches. And then you have these women like who want to run on the sidewalk where all the shoppers are. It's stupid. Uh, I mentioned this. I think I tweeted this one out. Crazy story here. How about this Border Patrol agent who's being charged in killing four prostitutes in Texas? You see this shit? My, my Border Patrol guys, this is not a good look. This is a U.S. Border Patrol supervisor named Juan David Ortiz, 35 years old, and he is in custody on four counts of murder 
along with charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and unlawful restraint. Uh, now, investigators were after him because he went on this like little 10-day fucking string of violence. And investigators consider him to be a serial killer whose victims were believed to be prostitutes. Now, this started in September 4th when, when the body of 29-year-old Melissa Ramirez was found. And she had been shot in the head and left on a road in rural northwest Webb County. This is uh, in Texas. She was a mother. Now... How did they catch him? Well, he killed a couple. He first he killed a couple other people, and then he picked up a woman named Erica Pena. She told police she struggled with Ortiz inside his truck, where he pointed a pistol at her, but that she was able to flee. She made it to a gas station where she found a state trooper, who then she then asked for help. So he had left by that time. So they've been looking for him ever since. Um, <laughs> no. They say that the dead are believed to have been prostitutes and that one of them was transgender. Wow. I wonder if that's what, like, because they don't say who was the transgender. I wonder if that was, like, the first one. He fucking freaked out because it was a transgender, kills her, and then decides, like, oh, that's it. I'm fucking killing all these people. You know what I mean? Is that a possibility? I'm just, I'm just speculating here. Uh, what else? Oh, the U.S. Uh, has slashed the number of refugees, and this has caused a lot of consternation as well. I, again, guys, I just said we had the highest fucking population of foreign-born people we've ever had. Uh, half the people in big cities don't speak English at home, and yet any cut to any kind of immigration is seen as like this fucking radical, crazed proposal. I don't fucking get it. What's the big fucking deal? Uh, anyway, yes, they have slashed the number of refugees to 30,000. And uh, Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, told, responded to criticism from human rights groups and said the country is still provided uh, and committed to giving sanctuary to people fleeing the world's danger zones. Well, yeah, you know what? Well, how about this? Stop fucking... We have a massive immigration problem from South America, and I keep getting told that those people are fleeing, and they should be treated as refugees, so that's tens of thousands right there. And then you want the 30,000 on top of that. We're already taking in... Ten, we're, we're, we're probably taking in over, well over 100,000. Remember the podcast last week? Where I said out of all the arrests of families, like 99% or something like that are still in the United States. We're basically allowing them in. All the talk of Trump and the wall notwithstanding. We are. And then half of them won't show up to court and that's the end of that. <laughs> oh, man. Just never ends. Uh, the Justice Department has ordered key Chinese state media firms to register as foreign agents. This is a big move. This is crazy. About time, huh? Yeah, two leading Chinese state-run media organizations have been ordered by the Justice Department to register as foreign agents as U.S. officials ramp up efforts to combat foreign influence operations. They told... The DOJ, 
two different media operations. One is called the Xinhua News Agency, and the other one is called the China Global Television Network. And they are being told to register under a previously obscure foreign lobbying law that gained prominence when it was used in the past year against associates of President Donald Trump, including Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort. And prosecutors have recently scrutinized the U.S. activity of a number of foreign media groups after U.S. intelligence described two Russian government-backed outlets as participants in the Kremlin's efforts to interfere in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Chinese state media has not so far been accused of such activity. Generally, those outlets exalt China while criticizing the U.S. and others. Okay, yeah, they only fucking spy on us constantly. Constantly! You guys, remember a couple podcasts ago, or was it even last week? I don't know. I can't forget them all. Remember, we, remember how I laid out how China was far more of an adversary and how they're spying on us is, is crazy? Yeah. They're the fucking... They're the big dog. That's the big enemy right there. Russia's a fucking basket case. They're no threat. Get out of here. Uh, here's a pop. Here's another pop quiz. Uh, it, how good are you guys on your internet memeing? Who is Salt Bay? You guys, you guys know who Salt Bay is, right? Yes, the famous celebrity chef. <laughs> he's that chef, Newsret Goxie. Uh, he's the guy who uh, very uh, dramatically sprinkles salt on the steak when he's done while wearing a white T-shirt and dark glasses. Yeah, and that's all you need to do now. Well, he got in a bit of hot water. I was actually going to tweet this out, but then I fucking found myself suspended from Twitter. Why is he in trouble? Well, he decided to fucking uh, have a special dinner for President Nicolas Maduro. Who is that? That is the authoritarian leader of Venezuela, where the economy and food supply have basically collapsed under his rule. And so where does he find himself? In this fucking restaurant and getting lavishly uh, entertained by Salt Bay. And actually, Salt Bay deleted the footage of him doing this little show for Maduro after Senator Marco Rubio denounced him on Twitter. Now, this was at his, this was not in his, um, this was not, he's got a restaurant in America. This was not at the one in America. This was at his Istanbul Steakhouse. Yeah. Not a fucking good look, Salt Bay. <laughs> oh, Mr. Rubio. Oh, nice. Rubio. You know, I don't really have much use for Rubio, but he, he does say something cool here. Rubio tweeted out, quote, I don't know who this weirdo hashtag Salt Bay is. But the guy he is so proud to host is not the president of hashtag Venezuela. I do like that he called him a weirdo. Good for you, Rubio. About fucking time. Had some backbone. Uh, remember, you, you have to believe all women, even when they do shit like this, you guys. In, where is this? Is this England? Yeah, they never say, but it is a UK tabloid. I'm assuming it's England. But a woman faked her own kidnap and rape after being dumped by her boyfriend. Yep, named Jessica Nordquist. She allegedly sent emails and pictures of herself tied to a bed in her underwear to her former lover 
as part of a campaign of harassment against him. And she also has been accused of trying to dupe this guy who is named, his name is Mark Weeks. She tried to dupe him into thinking she was carrying his baby by using a fake, <laughs> I can't even talk. She's been trying, she used a fake pregnancy belly, like a, like a prosthetic, you know, like you'd use for like fucking movies, I guess. Wow, that is some psycho shit. Uh, this was after they broke up in November last year. So Weeks called their version of 911 after he got those pictures of her in her underwear and tied up. And the email that showed these pictures also read, quote, Jessica Nordquist is the one who has been protecting your children from us. We raped and stole her tonight, end quote. This chick is fucking psycho. And then uh, the emails kept going. TikTok, Mark, the queen will break. We warned you to get in touch with us today. You didn't, so we broke two of Jessica's fingers. <laughs> in other words, you haven't called your psycho ex back, so uh, yeah, we snapped her fingers, and it's her the whole time. She used multiple email accounts to send, to send rape allegations to Mark Weeks's clients, whatever business he's in, it doesn't say. So not only was she fucking with his personal life, she was fucking with his professional life too. She should get the fucking death penalty for this. Honestly, what what do you guys need to hear more? I don't need to hear any more. Uh, uh, a lot of you guys sent me the British woman found the dead tortoise in her vagina. I still don't know if this is real news or fake news. It's kind of hard to tell, but I'll briefly mention it. They do say that a woman was in Spain? Tenerife? Where is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's in Spain. A British woman has been questioned by police after doctors found a dead turtle in her vagina, according to the Spanish media. And they say that the department at the medical center called the cops after finding it. She is said to have sought help after suffering pain in her genital area, which doctors diagnosed as an infection caused by the reptile. <laughs> this is from the Sun tabloid. They said they can't verify any of the claims, but they do have a lot of contacts in Spanish media, and they are going forward with the claims. She did tell police she began to feel odd after going out partying with a group of British friends, and she apparently has no idea how the reptile ended up in her vagina. Well, who fucking does, right? That's right. One day you're just sitting there, and next thing you know, you got a fucking turtle in your vag. It happens. Uh, how about a little quick North Korea update? North Korea's Kim Jong-un said on Tuesday his historic summit with U.S. President Donald Trump in Singapore a couple months back stabilized regional security and that he expected further progress at an inter-Korean summit aimed at reviving stalled nuclear diplomacy. Kim Jong-un also thanked South Korea's President Moon Jae-in for bringing about the Singapore meeting that happened in June. As the two leaders began their third rounds of talks in Pyongyang. Hmm. Now this will be a litmus test for another meeting Kim has recently promos proposed to Trump. 
And the South Korean president is seeking to engineer a proposal that combines a framework for the North's denuclearization and a joint declaration ending officially the 1950-1953 Korean War. That's right. You guys remember, it has. It was never considered, uh, it, it was officially never ended. The war is ongoing. You know, I'm rooting for Korea. I told you guys, Korea, North Korea as we know it is done. It's only a fucking matter of time. And I know there's a lot, oh, we're getting played. It doesn't matter. In the long run, they're done. You can't fucking function in the world today the way North Korea is. It was maybe 100 years ago you could have stretched this out. But now, in a time of mass global communication, it's not possible. That's it. I'm just scrolling through what else I have. Oh, we got this one. Okay. All right, let me play Do you guys remember? I tweeted it out. I did not play it on the podcast, but there is a... Uh, there is a rap artist named Princess Vitara. And I tweeted out her single that swept the music world called Do You Eat Ass? Yes, Eat Ass. Uh, it looks like she is following the Cardi B model. Cardi B is, of course, the former stripper who became a rap superstar. And now this is the thing to do, and every stripper is trying to be a rapper. So this chick, Princess Vitara put out a video, and it did go viral. I helped it. I tweeted it out. It was too funny. Again, it's basically her and a bunch of her stripper girlfriends uh, rapping and asking men, do you eat ass? Uh, the assumption being that you cannot get with them unless you are willing to do some sort of uh, anal lingus, I believe is the is the correct term, isn't it? Versus cunnilingus, right? Analingus? I think that's what they call it. So, she is uh, struck again. She's done it again, you guys. She has released a teaser clip for her new song. <laughs> and just, I'm going to let the song speak for itself and play it for you guys. I think you'll get pretty clearly the message that she's uh, trying to put out on this uh, banger. So let's hear how this one goes. Here we go. Looking hot. Bikini, wearing her Nikes. I don't think they're ready. They're not ready. Here we go. I swallow his kids. I swallow his kids. I swallow his kids. Now they swimming in my stomach. I swallow his kids. I swallow his kids. I swallow his kids. Now they swimming in my stomach. His kids. I swallow his kids. All right, I'm fucking sold, you guys. I'm fucking on the Princess Vitara bandwagon. Those are actually, she sounds better than like most of the autotune crap. I'll, I'll give her that one. That's fucking funny. Yeah, I swallow his kids. I swallow his kids. I swallow his kids, and now they're in my stomach. <laughs> Do you guys, are you guys tracking on what she's talking about there? I know, I know some of my awesome older, more conservative female listeners. Um, I, I, you're probably not thrilled, but I think even you can probably figure out what she's talking about. I'm not going to fucking spell it out for you. How about that? I think we all know where we're going with that. Uh, what else? Oh, another racial controversy. You guys know I love these. 
And uh, fair warning, I, I, this is the only thing I put a disclaimer on is the racial stuff, because I'm the only guy who does this, and I feel I have to say it. For people who are turned off, I say the word in context because I feel it's important to destigmatize it and also let you know how it sounds, because, you know, you, you don't know how it sounds anymore. And yes, it is the N-word. And this is that Florida guy, Ron DeSantis. This is the guy who's running for governor of Florida in the Republican Party ticket. Now, remember, I, I talked about Ron DeSantis. He had a, another race-related controversy. What was that, like a, a podcast like a week or two ago? Oh, yeah. Remember Ron DeSantis, like the day after he won the Republican primary, he said we shouldn't monkey this up by electing his opponent, Andrew Gillum, who is African-American. Now, it, it's... It was, he, I'm sure he didn't mean anything by it, but it was just kind of a, a weird way to put it. Whatever. This one's a little worse. A Republican activist who donated more than $20,000 to Ron DeSantis and lined up a speech for him at President Donald's Trump, Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club, and here we go, recently called President Barack Obama, in all caps, quote, fucking Muslim nigger end quote, on Twitter. God, what do you believe this guy? This, this guy's name, this fucking idiot's name is Stephen Alambic, and he told Politico he wrote the Obama tweet in anger that he's absolutely not a racist, and that he understood that DeSantis's campaign for governor would need to distance itself from the comments, which the campaign promptly did. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, and and now Florida, some fucking, uh, and, and Gillum, the black dude, he is a far left radical. So he's going to fucking coast on that all day long. The guilty white people will vote for him because they, they're afraid of being called racist because of this fucking moron. And then they're going to fucking bitch when Gillum raises their taxes by like 100%. Okay, that's what you're swayed by. Go ahead. Fucking, I don't care. Um... Uh, okay, this this isn't really a news story per se, but since my man, my my great contact in uh, Canadian law enforcement, sent me this, apparently Justin Trudeau does not like the term fisherman. Yeah, he doesn't like that. So he and the rest of the fucking SJWs up in Canada have decided to call them either fisher folk or fish people. <laughs> And I thought this was fake at first, but he sent me a tweet with a video. I don't know what this guy's name is. It's some, it's some uh, a liberal member of parliament. I'm just looking at the comments of this tweet, and it doesn't say who it is. So I don't know. But you hear this guy making a speech, and he apologizes for saying fisherman a couple times. This is only like 25-second clips. So let me hear how this goes. Here we go. Recently on a family vacation to Boston... I had a conversation with someone who would love, their, their fishermen would, uh, fisher folks would love to have access to Europe like <laughs> our Canadian fishermen do. Fisher folks do, excuse me. <laughs> fishermen would, uh, fisher folks would love to have access to Europe like our Canadian fishermen do. Fisher folks do, excuse me. There you go, twice. Yeah, I just had a replay for you. Fisher folk. I mean, come, come on, there's nothing wrong with fishermen. It's a fisherman. There's nothing wrong with it, you guys. Ugh. A father has caught a repairman 
sniffing his young daughter's underwear on camera. <laughs> Again, another one in Los Angeles. Yes, their home security camera captured a repairman going through the hamper in their little girl's room on Wednesday, pulling out underwear and sniffing them. The man was also seen stuffing a pair of undergarments in his pocket while he was supposed to be conducting repairs on the three- and five-year-old girls' bedroom. The footage was captured by a Nest camera purchased on one, uh, perched on one of the cribs. That's funny. Uh, the dad said the moving company they hired had left their floor scratched, so the firm paid for a contractor to fix the issue. And, <laughs> dude... The shocked father said he was in another room when the repairman was there and only realized what had happened when he checked the footage after he left. And yeah, he saw him picking up a pair of underwear, one of his daughter's dirty underwear, turning around from the camera, but you can see it, see him bringing it close to his face. He immediately called the moving company and he filed a police report. What do you know? Again, that's what you do. You file police reports horrible what oh, this this fucking story it's people how much time do i have you guys I'm, I'm i'm exhausted from this one i know i say that every week but i'm really fucking exhausted now and this is out of alaska and alaska in general is suspect let's let's all, let's all be honest well two caregivers at an anchorage child center allegedly hit preschool aged children and performed mock surgeries on them to turn boys into girls or girls into boys. <laughs> these, these are lunatics. This is the Crystal Child Development Center, and they fired two employees following an investigation. Um, yeah, they went and interviewed the children and a bunch of other... And yeah, they said that in a pre-kindergarten classroom, a teacher and a teaching assistant conducted fake surgeries on the children to turn boys into girls or girls into boys. Okay, so this is like the fucking, oh, no, kids, this is, it's totally normal for us to chop off your penis and make it into a vagina. Imagine this, this is in pre-K, you guys. Don't tell me that the fucking education system isn't fucking your children up. I don't want to fucking hear it. Look at this pre-kindergartner doing this shit. Just leave the kids alone. Listen to this. Here's how they do it. The surgery, quote-unquote, includes having the child lay down on the caregiver's desk, placing tape over the child's mouth, using a stapler like a pretend cutting tool to change the child into the opposite sex. And then they'd use scissors to pretend to cut the child's hair. Get it? Because you can't have long hair as a girl if you want to be a boy. These are fucking psycho people, dude. Both of them were in their early 20s or 30s. So this is what this is how everybody's coming out of school now. Gross. Just fucking leave the kids alone. Leave them alone. Why do we have to involve the children in all your wacky shit? And the other one I had on that same length was the... Uh, the stupid Bert and Ernie controversy. Did you see that? Yeah, some Sesame Street writer, some idiot. He just had to come out and say, oh, yeah, Bert and Ernie, oh, yeah, they're gay. Yeah, they're gay. He, he fucking, this some guy, this idiot, Mark Saltzman. He wrote for Bert and Ernie for 15 years. 
And he was speaking with Queer Tea, some web, some gay website. And he said that, uh, when, yeah, when I was writing for these guys, uh, they were gay. And then in an update, Sesame Street released a statement saying, no, uh, they are puppets, they are for children, and as such, they don't really have a gender. That's the polite way of saying, what the fuck is the matter with you, Saltzman? Can't fucking leave the kids alone. They don't have to know about fucking transgenders when they're four. See what they do? This is the fucking end goal. Why do you think they want to teach your kids all this when they're like three and four? It's all about fucking brainwashing everyone. I'm telling you, I would love more questions to liberal-ass politicians. You want the, uh, if you guys really want a balanced media, I would love for the media to quiz them on some of this shit. Some of these woke progressives running for office now, I want them on the record to ask, well, uh, sir or ma'am, you know, the transgender uh, issue is uh, a hot one in America. Do you think or believe in hormone therapy slash surgeries for children, especially under the age of 18? And at what age, and if you do, at what age would you say it's unacceptable? That's what I thought. That's a question I would fucking love to have asked. Of course, nobody will ever do that because the media is 100% fucking far left weirdos. 100 fucking percent, you guys. Get me in there. Get me in the fucking campaign trail. On the woke fucking politicians. I'll ask them some good questions. None of this boring shit. All right, now I'm fucking depressed again. I need something to cheer me up. This one will do it. Okay, guys, quick pop quiz. Top three things that I like discussing on the podcast. You got them? I'm sure you probably all got it. If you guessed uh, fake hate crimes, then yes, you were 100% correct. And uh, sure enough, a woman in the New York City area, this is uh, Long Island specifically, she had claimed earlier this month that a group of teens shouting Trump 2016 at her and slashing her tires with a note that said, go home. Wow, that's a lot. Well, uh, they investigated the incident as a possible hate crime and... It turns out she had made it all up. She told the police at the time that the teens shouted at her. She didn't belong here. And they also shouted, Trump will make America great again. (laughs) This is uh, Adwoa Lewis, 19 years old. 19 years old, and she's already swallowed the SJW Kool-Aid. Yeah, they... uh, determined after an extensive investigation. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. They'll spare no fucking resource or expense to investigate the fa- the hate crimes when you just know on the surface of it's bullshit. And I'm sure the cops knew. They determined that her story was fabricated when questions about discrepancies in her story, she admitted writing the note herself and placing it on her car. This is a fucking... This is all for likes. This is for likes. That's all anybody cares about. Look. Look at my... Uh, Here's my story. Now, where are my likes? It's like a fucking fire craves oxygen, you guys. Uh, Here's a sad story. I just saw this one, too. Uh, A Kentucky sheriff's deputy named Jamie Morales, only 28 years old, 
was left 90% paraplegic after being shot in the back of a head by a bank robber during an arrest. This is terrible. He exchanged fire with 57-year-old Edward Reynolds along a rest stop on I-75 in Scott County, Kentucky, the night of September 11th. No wonder I didn't hear about it. Everybody was talking about September 11th anniversary. Reynolds did die at the scene. Um, now, Morales is a Kentucky deputy, and he is a retired, he was also a retired Marine. And he has sadly been left paralyzed. I'm looking at pictures here. Uh, you know, clearly a young guy, a handsome dude in his uniform, full life ahead of him. And now he's going to be in fucking bed for the re- uh, a wheelchair for the rest of his life. It's fucking horrible. Horrible. Oh, man. I just you know, and then the, and then and the way people shit on the cops, you guys, this is what fucking kills me. You just you don't see what they're up against. I tweeted out that one video of the was that in Vegas or Nevada somewhere? It, it wasn't. I would have played the audio, but it doesn't really translate well. But I tweeted out the video of the cop just making a routine traffic stop, and all of a sudden the guy in the back seat opens the door and starts shooting right out of like point blank range, and the deputy, luckily. Like most of these fucking idiots, uh, this particular crazy guy couldn't shoot very well, missed the deputy. The deputy did not miss and shot him fatally while backpedaling. So great shooting. But I'm just saying, you know, you don't fucking know. Uh, Mexico's president-elect vows to fly commercial. (laughs) God, this guy again. This is Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, commonly known as AMLO. Get it? He is vowing to uh, sell the luxurious presidential plane and instead fly commercial. This is fucking stupid. You know, this is the same guy who was talking about how he's not going to have any security. Dude, you heard the fucking statistics on only Tijuana? What are you, fucking dumb? Come on. Don't fucking fly commercial. Don't get rid of your security. What are you doing, dude? This is just posturing. This is fucking stupid. Don't do that, AMLO, okay? Listen to your fucking uncle. He's older than me. I'm still his uncle, though. All right, about 15 minutes left. Let's go through some quick hits here. This was a mystery. Um, In Florida, a Navy chief petty officer was found dead on the same day she's due in court for an order of protection. This is shitty. Officers discovered the body of Andrea Washington around midnight on Monday about receiving a call about a possible medical emergency. The Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, however, suspects foul play and is investigating her death as a homicide. She is a mother of three, a 19-year veteran of the Navy, and just got pinned on Friday as a chief petty officer. Ugh. God. Um, They haven't really talked about a lot in the case. They're keeping it tight. But what we do know is earlier this month, she was granted a temporary order of protection against a man who she described as someone I was living with in a relationship. She claimed the man attacked her on September 1st after she asked him to pay the bills. God. He then pushed her down to the floor, kicked her in the stomach, chased her into the bedroom, and pulled a gun on her. Kicked holes in the bedroom and closet doors, took her vehicle, and destroyed her iPad. And she went to the emergency room the next day morning she was due in court to finalize this when her body was discovered Mm. well 
Okay, well, here's something. That, here's the very last sentence of the story from the San Diego Union Tribune. Here's the last sentence. But in a heavily redacted report released on Tuesday, sheriff's officials wrote the homicide is not related to domestic violence. Hmm. Okay, so they're calling it a homicide. They're not saying it was a suicide or accident. Or, they're calling it a murder. So was she just like coincidentally murdered by someone else? Hmm. I mean, because they, they wouldn't put that out if they weren't... I don't know. I don't get that at all. Somebody fucking give me some intel on that one. Uh, oh, did the, the Tesla thing. Yeah, Elon Musk is now under investigation by the Justice Department. That's good. That's a good thing, right? And this is over public statements made by the company and CEO of Tesla. And the criminal probe is running alongside a previously reported civil inquiry by securities regulators. Federal prosecutors did open a fraud investigation after Musk tweeted last month that he was contemplating taking Tesla private. Remember that? And had funding secured for the deal. He tweeted that out and that initially sent the company's shares higher. So... The feds are like, uh, yeah, you know, we want to fucking talk to you. Now, the company is defending itself by saying we have not received a subpoena, a request for testimony, or any other formal process. We just got word from the DOJ, and we're cooperating. Hmm. Tesla is a huge short right now. You guys know that? Yeah, massive short seller interest. Another, uh, I don't know if it's still up to date, but as of a week ago, the most shorted stock, in other words, the stock that people think, the, the pros think is going to go down the most, is Apple. Yeah, it doesn't, I mean, they've been on a, and Apple's just been absolutely crushing earnings, has tons of cash. So who knows what they know? Maybe they don't, maybe they probably know stuff that we don't, obviously. Hmm. All right, we're running out of time. Let me do some quick hits here. A 20-year-old postal worker admitted to stealing more than 6,000 greeting cards filled with cash and checks after she was caught by a transmitter hidden inside an envelope? Oh, that's some good uh, spy operations right there. Yep, 20 years old, Ebony Smith admitted to stealing $50 to $100 per week from greeting cards. And she was caught in the act after authorities... Got a bunch of complaints, I guess. And the test card uh, had a transmitter in it, and they put the card and her route in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, after several residents complained they were not receiving their greeting cards. Inside the card was a $20 bill that officials watched her remove from an envelope. Wow, they were really, they were up this chick's ass. They were watching, too? Crazy. Yeah, she's fucking... She's in a lot of trouble. A pit bull in San Antonio has bitten off. I'm sorry, not from the story is from San Antonio. I misspoke. This uh, in in Mexico, piedras negras. Um, doesn't that mean black feet in Spanish? A man fleeing from a police made the mistake of running into a yard patrolled by a pit bull. He suffered a bite in his private parts. And they say his genitals are basically missing. <laughs> uh, good old pit bulls, man. Uh, big shout out to my man. I, when I saw Frumentarius' tweet, I saw a couple of you guys chime in on this one, uh, lamenting that I was 
suspended from Twitter, so I couldn't get to this story. But I'm getting to this story. How about this one? The rise of the penis extension is the story I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, More and more men are opting for a surgical penis enlargement. And clearly, things can go bad in surgery, like I've told you a fucking hundred times. One man who is a 55-year-old decorator from London. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to guess that he's a gay man by his job description. I could be wrong. But he's mad because he said he paid 8,000 British pounds and they mutilated me. It was butchery. My partner said it looked like a war wound. My erection is basically ruined. Well, this used to be like the kind of back page of the adult male uh, books, these ads. But now this is like a big thing. This is a serious clinical business now. Uh, Between 2013 and 2017, members of the International Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgery carried out 45,604 penis enhancements worldwide. Previous numbers are unknown. The procedure was considered such a minority concern that it was not included in surveys. I mean, this isn't a risk-free procedure, you guys. Clearly, I always go back to the fucking case of Kanye West's mom, who went in for fucking liposuction or some shit and ended up dying on the table. Elective surgery. Don't do it. Oh, God. There's, at this Guardian article, there's great detail on how they do it. Um, basically, what they do is they sever the penis's suspensory ligament, causing it to hang an inch or two lower, giving the impression of extra length. They then extract fat from the patient's stomach and inject it into the penis shaft, increasing girth by around two inches. However, erect, it's worth noting, it remains roughly the same size. So in other words, this is kind of an aesthetic thing just to say, like, look at my bulge. Like, your dick is just going to be just as big when you get a hard-on. But now you have a bulge? I don't know what this is. How how are you going to let a fucking doctor chop into your fucking penis, you guys? I mean, unless you are, like, seriously, like, a micro penis, like, yours is, like, a half an inch, okay, then maybe, what the hell? What else do you have to lose? But if, you know, you got, like, a five-inch penis, which is slightly below average, I guess, is that worth it to fucking have your dick look like a war wound for, what, an extra two inches in looking, not even in an erection? Come on. I don't know. Stay away from the fucking penis enlargements, you guys. Uh, quickly, this, there was a viral video that went out of a guy in Singapore. And it's basically a, a face. it was on a Facebook page, right? This guy, he's in his early 20s, and a viral video was this guy was on a train. The guy was autistic, but he was touching his private parts repeatedly while looking at a girl on a train. He's basically masturbating. And the family was mad because they're like, hey, he's autistic. Um, You can't judge and all this. And, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a it's kind of a thing now. It's controversial because now everybody's like, oh, you're right. We should have sympathy. And I'm like, but at the end of the day, though, you guys, it's still a guy who's 23, 24 years old masturbating on a train. 
I'm sorry he's autistic, but you can't, what, are you just going to stand there and everybody fucking looks away and pretends it's not happening? Uh, what, until he what? Until he fucking uh, climaxes? <laughs> and then what? Oh, that's fine too? Uh, come on, man. He's smart enough to know how to fucking masturbate. He can be smart enough to be told to stop. Uh, that's my personal opinion on it. A Florida man cut off the genitals of his romantic rival, authorities say, leaving him to be found by a passerby. Wow, this dude is fucking gangster. This is in Florida. Uh, I'm sorry, okay, the Florida man has been charged with attempted murder in Cook County, so in Chicago, I guess. And Justin Foster, 28 years old, of Tallahassee, was ordered, held without bail in this March attack. It's just, he's just now being charged. That's why it's in the news. And he also, not only did he slice off his genitals, he beat him so severely he suffered brain damage. Holy shit. Yet when he saw the victim, he approached him, began striking him in the head repeatedly with a tire iron until the guy passed out. He then, Foster, carved his initials into the victim's leg, cut off his genitals, tossed the genitals over a fence, and then left the victim near a parked car. He then drove back to O'Hare International Airport and boarded a flight back to Atlanta. Wow. They, uh, I'm just seeing if the guy, no, here it is. The victim will never fully recover from injuries sustained as a result of the incident. Oh, that's fucking horrible. So, yeah, the guy's going to live, but, you know, what, what fucking kind of life are you going to have with that one? And uh, quickly, what else? Uh, a, a prison guard is being charged, you guys, with fatally assaulting an inmate in the shower after the inmate spat on him. Former guard DeAndre Glasper was arrested and charged with aggravated assault by a public servant. He is accused of getting into a violent confrontation with inmate Gary Ryan, 58 years old, at the Estelle unit in Huntsville on August 30th. Ryan was found bleeding from his head in the showers and died two weeks later. Wow, dude. Yeah. Don't fuck with certain people. So this fucking prison guard gets spit on and was allegedly um, being having uh, derogatory remarks hurled at him, and it sounds like uh, he lost it. And he fucking put the guy down on the ground when the inmate sustained a head injury. In other words, he fucking slammed his skull right into the tile floor. Is pretty much what happened on that. Um, okay, and I got, I got a few. Let's just, let's go to the big finish, you guys. I got a couple stories here. One, a uh, a masturbating man followed a woman and young daughters around a Sprouts grocery store in Phoenix. That's nice. At the Sprouts on 19th Avenue, just north of Northern Avenue, uh, a woman who had her seven and nine year old daughters with her saw McRoberts. This is Dean James McRoberts put his hand down the front of the two pairs of pants he was wearing. She tried to ignore him, but he followed all three of them around the store, grunting, moaning, and attempting to get the juvenile's attention. The officers showed up, cops, spoke with him, and he said that he did not know his own name and that he was two years old. Uh, they did believe he is mentally disturbed and likely under the influence of drugs or alcohol, and court documents show that McRoberts is a transient. Fucking shocking nobody. 
And finally, here's an update on a story I did a while ago. And I figured I'd end on this one because it's just so good. Uh, who is John Edward Zaretz, Zaretsky, 60 years old? He's the founder of that international uh, music program that provided flutes contaminated with human semen to hundreds of Southern California students. Remember that guy? You guys, I know I talked about that one. Well, uh, inexplicably, he was out on bail and has been arrested on federal child exploitation charges. Yes, 60-year-old Zaretsky was taken into custody, and they say that he tried to coerce a girl to produce child porn, attempted to entice another victim to send him sexually explicit images, traveled to the Philippines to engage in sex with other minors, and twice received child pornography over the internet. <laughs> he had founded flutes across the world in 2009. That was his nonprofit. <laughs> and and they learned last year, September 2017, that the flutes may had been con- contaminated with semen and they think a lot of the students used the fucking jizz infused flutes so uh okay i see what's going on this all happened concurrently um they arrested him because the semen flute case is unrelated But yeah, they say from August 20th to September 23rd in 2017, he traveled to the Philippines to engage in sex with an individual who was 12 to 16 years old. That's fucking... Guys, that's fucking it. That's two and a half hours straight. No breaks, no editing. I'm the only fucking guy doing this. You guys know. Come on, give it to me. Um, Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Thanks for all the support. Thank you to my man, Frumentarius. Follow him on Twitter, at SoftFru. And I just want to note that, you know, you guys, we have... You know, it's funny. I, I don't know how people... People seem like they don't have friends anymore. I don't know Fru too well, but you know what? He's obviously got some different politics than me. But you know, we have for, we have a mutual respect for each other, and we have we get along well, and it's it's he's a friend. And I would never hold that against someone. I encourage you to have that in your own life, too. Don't fucking get so bent over the barrel about politics. How many times have I fucking told you? None of this shit's going to matter 100 years from now anyway. Just fucking go with it. Don't take shit too seriously. All right, that's it. That's my little fucking spiel. Don't forget the backup Twitter, at BK Actual Podcast, where I will be putting this one up. And, hey, four more days and I'll be out of Twitter jail. So we got that one to look forward to. That's going to do it for me, you guys. I'm going to get on out of here and enjoy the beautiful day. I will see you next week. Another prison system, 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 another prison system